Hey there funky hipsters and welcome to this little podcast from the BBC. To find out more go to bbc.co.uk slash 6music. Don't forget to join Russell on Sunday mornings from 10. It's really, really funny. Good morning, and here is the news. Why would you start something like that? This is the podcast. Yeah, all right for the podcast. Oh, I feel ever so upbeat. Are you all right, Matt? Very well. Why so far from the mic? Are you all right, Trev? No, I'm heartbroken. What's breaking your heart this week? Well, those Italian girls have turned. Why? How do you mean? They've been lying to me. How do you say? They brought a boy home and to tried to pretend it was a girl. <sighs> Shut up. It's true. Perhaps it was a girl. It wasn't. How it did they try and pretend it was a girl? Well, I said to her, I said, where's Martina? And she said, oh, Martina's upstairs asleep. It was it Martino. Martina. It was a big, tall, blonde bloke. Uh, really? They, they yeah. both, but there's two of them and one guy, that lucky little devil. No, she was downstairs. No, the she? other girl, the other girl was was in a hotel, wasn't she? It's only one of them's lying. I reckon the boys went, OK, we can't afford two hotel rooms. We'll go halves on the hotel room, flip a coin for who gets the hotel room, and then the other one goes back. thinking about this. What devious pervert? Well, don't stop thinking about those Italian teenage girls' sex lives. I'm not. They've just been lying to me. Well, they're not surprised trying to protect themselves from your overbearing, overreaching stewardship. The doors are wide open on the latch. On the latch? On the latch. The door's wide open. The kitchen window open. Plasters off of their little feet lying around everywhere. It's I like don't like his relationship. It's, it's like rising damp. You're you like are like Rigsby. Martinez Jones. Horrible. I'm sorry I was late today. That's because I've been having a painful laser hair removal treatment on my cheeks and neck. I wonder why no, you have like that. That's not laser. They get a bloody laser. It really doesn't. Well, it hasn't worked. Well, it's not. You know, I don't know how it works. Oh, it? well, they zap the. They um, zap your cheeks and neck with what? a laser because the doctor goes, "Oh, why don't you know? You're on telly. You don't have to be shaving your cheeks and neck. Oh, look at cheeks." Over. Yeah, why does hair grow up there? I'll get close to shave with a teaspoon. <laughs> it's not like, but it's not immediate effect, right? But you go in there. This is a rocky Looks like woman. eczema. This, what? Looks this, like eczema. Look at your I neck. I said to those look people, it, and the hairs swear. are still hey, there. Your, your neck looks like a strawberry. <laughs> no, because they, they've zapped a follicle, won't they? Yeah, it won't. It won't be an immediate effect. This Iraqi doctor me, and she was dead sexy, right? And quite busty. Oh. And she goes, "We must kill the hairs. We must kill the hairs." Like that, and it's all sort of looming over me. I don't think she was qualified. Shooting a laser in the neck. I it think, really I think hurt. you misunderstood her. I think she was trying to say, "We must kill the airs. We must kill the airs." What do you mean? Like it's some sort of eugenics program? Exactly, yeah. Oh Christ! We go, oh, my children, my children. Where have you had it done? Blasted cheeks, not chest, just sort of like you know, we you shave your neck. And like, anyway, I don't like doing things. Trevor's got shaving mash all over his neck. What's wrong with you two? I just can't shave. But um, you know, that is the resp- that is the result. She shaved of the it with a big razor. Like she, I goes, look, I goes, I said to you when we started this, I goes, I don't want to come out of here all red. And she goes, it's no problem. And she shaved my neck with a big razor first. She goes, we cannot have the hair, or the hair would steal the light. So she's like, she did it like really enthusiastic. She's bald and hairless. That's her. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Sounds like she's got something in about hair. That's she's the hate hair. That that wasn't, that wasn't in Iraq, that was Duncan Goodhue. It's lovely that he's good, so qualified now after the full now that tree or whatever happened to him. So anyway, this is, if you want to learn more about it, look, there's an armpit with hair in it, there's one that's been lasered up, still got some How long does it take until the hair stops growing? I think six treatments or something. Forever, and it'll never grow back. ripped off. You pay so much money at these snake oil merchants all <laughs> over London. <laughs> for ridiculous things. What other ones? What other snake oil merchants? Do you want me, do you want me to mention on here what you've got? Yeah, name a couple. you inquired about having done? <laughs> Yeah. Liposuction. Nice to have liposuction. What does that mean? Have fat sucked out of his body. He goes, um, 
I had to write something up for him or do some ridiculous thing for him. He goes, Oh, I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to, I've got an important meeting. I said, Well, where are you going? <laughs> I pressed him on it. He goes, I'm going to the doctor's. I said, You're at the doctor's about four times a day. <laughs> and I go, What are you having done? I can't tell you. I'm having a treatment. So I thought, Well, you know, he's got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> then he drove off in this taxi <laughs> and uh, then he texts me, I'm having liposuction. Little <laughs> shot sucked out of his hips. How vain you are. Because he rents, he's got fat hips. And then about an hour, later obviously he got tested. the doctor says he, he couldn't do it it'd be like doing it in Belson <laughs> nice little trip to the doctor you're still it worried about having fat hips I'm not worried about nothing stop being so vain it's Botox next you'll be like some sort of Botox you say LA woman that's what you'll end up like <laughs> well I took a little down about an hour ago yeah alright well I won't have no more treatments anyway this will be a right good podcast do you reckon I've got a good feeling about this one yeah we're talking about jobs in this one jobs have you had a job? Do you do a job? Would you like one? That's what we'll be talking about. It's time from now. You are listening to Six Music. I am Russell Brand. I'm here with Matt Morgan. He's pressing buttons. You're right, Matt. Yes, very well. Trevor Cocky Lock is also here. You're right, Trev. I have of late lost all my mirth and forgone all custom of exercise. Oh, no, no, I did a book once. I think I'm better than everyone else. Trevor, you're not better than everyone else. You're just going to quote a few words from Hamlet. Why what? are you depressed? I don't know. Don't, don't be know. depressed, Trevor. It's pointless. We're live! This is a live show. You're listening to Russell Brand live on Six Music. That was Jeep stuff from T-Rex. Mark Boland. I once met a medium. She told me that I had Mark Boland's ghost as my spirit guide. I think... She said this because I arrived at the reading wearing like a sheepskin jacket and loads of beads, no shirt, all on air, clutching a bottle of booze, saying things like, I'd be willing to pay more if I had Mark <laughs> Boland's ghost as my spirit guide. She picked up on that. Very sensitive and intuitive woman she was. So today we're talking about jobs. What sort of jobs might you have done in your life? Perhaps they were good jobs, perhaps they were bad jobs. Tell us about these jobs. We've done all sorts of jobs among us, haven't we? What did you used to be, Matt? A, a killer? <laughs> yes, a trained killer. Trained killer. What did you used to do, Trevor Locke? Mop people's undercarriages with a wet tissue? No, no, I didn't. I used to sell advertising on the uh, telephones. Really? Yeah. Why not try new telephones? <laughs> tired of shouting, tired of writing letters? Get a telephone. It's by this fella, Alec Grambell. Alec Grambell, clever old clogs he's got on his tooth size. So, um, yeah, tell us about your jobs. We weren't here last week, so it was a it's weird, wasn't it, being pre recorded? I mean, yeah, the, the show nice. hopefully didn't suffer too much for it, you know, but uh, it's better to be uh, live because now we can go things like, oh, Look out the window at the genuine weather and look out we're all alive at the same time doing the same things. It's weird being proven. We went to, uh, me and Matt went to Cologne to review the Rolling Stones and to meet Keith Richards. Uh, good trip, wasn't it, Matt? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was really good. Really good. Why are you brief. doing that funny face? What? Why are you doing a funny face for? Just remembering what happened there. Yeah, I'm remembering what happened as well. For example, there was one bit, right, no, where we were on the aeroplane. Stupid. That's right? in the article. That's <laughs> in the article. I've written it's in an article for Observer Don't Music magazine. That, It'll be Come on the 14th. Matt Morgan elected whilst we were sat on the aeroplane. He goes, he, like, we were sat no. there in business class. Goes, I've got an itchy bot bot. I goes, have you, mate? I don't think I said that. <laughs> he did. He I'm said bot bot. <laughs> right? And then, uh, like, sat in the corner. He, he goes, oh, like, he goes, oh, I've got to do something 
think about it. Right, and then the, the air stewardess come around with him. Would you like a, a wet wipe for your hands and face, gentlemen? Matt snatched it like a greedy, guzzling little right. crow man. In a minute, I'll tell and you the truth. Wiped his bottom, wiped his bottom without leaving his seat, jammed his hand down his back with a little wet wipe, wiped his bum, <laughs> and then put it back in the packet. What that is the was, way Matt Morgan was, goes through life. Because Russell Brand's late for every single thing he's ever gone going to. We were late. So I had to go to the toilet in the airport. A, a rush with him going, Matthew, Matthew, outside the door, under pressure. <laughs> I didn't, I hate to have to talk about this on the radio, but he's brought it up. Didn't wipe properly because of Russell Brand. <laughs> oh, then we sat on the aeroplane. in your hand. Sat on the aeroplane. No, because he was banging the door and I had to just hurry up. Then I sat on the aeroplane and I said old. it and I said, I'm going to have to get one of them wet wipes and go to the toilet. And he goes, just do it here. Just do it here. <laughs> I, I didn't said, think you'd actually do it, no, Matthew, he goes, no, he goes, I'm not going to let you out. Just do it here. Go on, just do it here. And he was egging me on. I went, all right, I'll do it here. Egging being the appropriate word. Stench was unbearable. It was no stench. It was a very this minor operation. Then I put it back in the packet and then stuck it in the chair. <laughs> stuck it in, in the, the chair. chair in front. Of That's horrible. You didn't do that. Trev, that is unacceptable. Trevor. I don't care, Trev. Well, I know you don't. You're oh naughty little lout. Trev, you've been such a good boy today. I think you deserve some delicious fudge. Don't he deserve <laughs> some delicious fudge? Eat your fudge, Trevor. Would you like some delicious fudge, Trev? There is no fudge, is there? Eat your fudge, you ungrateful. He's ungrateful, Matthew. He's saying there's no, no fudge. No one believes you. He's saying there isn't any fudge here there's when no there's here. lots of delicious fudge. Trevor, in oh. a way, isn't everything fudge? Isn't it, Trev, if you think about it? You've lost your mind. In a way, all things are fudge. Eat your fudge, Trev. Right, okay. Oh, I'll tell you what we'll do, right? You tell us about your jobs you've done. Some people have put up about jobs on the message I've board, don't they? some funny things here. What, what, from people? It's a very uh, brief thing from someone called Moose Hat. Moose Hat? How's it going, Moose Hat? <laughs> I clean a library. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Moose Hat, you have our sympathy. I wouldn't like to clean a library either. But it's better than cleaning, it say, uh, a public lavatory. Or imagine having to clean Your uh, an aeroplane. Imagine being an aeroplane cleaner and then discovering that someone has wiped their bottom and left the, the wreckage of this operation tucked where the magazine and the sick bag were. A sick bag that I had to use because Matt Morgan induces vomit. If you want to tell us about your jobs, text us on 64046 or email Russell dot six music at bbc.co.uk sister i'll tell you what i am i'll tell you what i am it's a blooming poet i'm gonna think of something revolting that you've done good luck man good luck because luckily i live my life like a perfect gentleman all right what about an ip for when you did a stand-up poo in my shower for example, I was under the drug brella, wasn't very well, can't do with that. Matt's all dressed up today, all pleased as punch, dressed up like little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> Turned up my house going, where's can I borrow your sea salt hairspray please? He goes, what are you doing, are you on a date? Have you fallen in love with Trevor? Why are you making such an effort, it's radio. It's alright, it's alright, I'm gonna let you dress up, ain't I? I'm gonna let you dress up. It's all yeah, gone, I went gone around his ass and and on. Because he was standing there in his greying little pants. <laughs> he felt threatened because I looked so <laughs> good. I just felt threatened, I, I, I just thought it was wondered. a cold day today. So Wedding. Oh, it's a cold day. I put on some new jeans. Very nice. Might as well have had a straw on, on, um, on yeah, Friday. Yeah, I bought these on Friday. T-shirt and a nice coat that you, you bought me. Why are you all dressed up? Out of love and look at how you repay me. Eat some fudge, Trevor! I just fancied being a bit smart and then, because of, of that, and I said, oh, can I use your sea salt hairspray? What is sea salt hairspray? Wait, it makes your hair like you've just been in the sea. And yeah. Is that good? Well, of course it is. Everyone looks nice when they come out to sea, don't they? I can I barely tell because that. he goes, I goes, how do you use it? And he goes, you go, bend over and go, like that. He done much more than that. I sprayed it on my hair. He goes, you're using too much. 
<laughs> he did loads of t- 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 I bet it's more than I said. That sea salt hair spray. It is. He it is. Pay for it, does he? Some bird gets it free. How dare you? Yes, she does. Let's listen to Morrissey, sister. I'm a poet. Come on, it'll cheer us right up. Little face, I'm so sorry. I'm here with Matt Morgan and Trevor Lock. Trevor, where did you just go? Went to get some water from the water cooler. Why don't you just stop getting water and gratefully eat your fudge? What I don't the, have any fudge. With the you? fudge is imaginary, the water is real. Let's make him drink lots of water. Drink some water, Trev! No, I'm happy to drink some drink water. Drink your water, you ungrateful brute! I'm very grateful and I'm thirsty, thanks. Are you alright today, Trev? No. You might be a bit down in the old dumperoonies. I'm very unhappy. I very can un- never tell when Trevor's. Really depressed, or he's just sort of mucking about. I oh, know that's because Trevor's got such a strongly developed persona, such a, a well-crafted facade that one wonders if there is a real Trevor Lock anymore. Is there Trevor? No. Well, we all suspected as much, and I think it's a good job because the facade wants a proper little twerp, isn't it? <laughs> at least that'd be easier to dispose of. When Trevor does eventually die, and we look at his corpse, we'll just go, "There was nothing ever there. Let's just plant some daffodil bulbs in his eye sockets <laughs> and have a hell of a party." <laughs> so, when um, we're talking about jobbies, have you uh, got uh, any interesting jobs on that message board, Matthew? There's a few things here. Do yeah. you want me to go through them, or do you want me to talk about my own job? No, we want to go through other people's jobs, Matthew, rather than you dress yourself up like little Lord Fauntleroy or Prince, like some modern-day dandy, and then poncing around talking about your own jobs. That is not what we require from you today. What are you doing? Le- leafing through there like an archaeologist? You just asked me to <laughs> read some out. I'm trying to... Have you found any? Well, they're very long, a lot of them, and... Matthew, these are, this is the message from people that listen to our show. It's for these people that we make this show, not for your ego and so you can afford expensive hair products. Okay, well, Luke, friend of the show... Friend Once. of the show, Lou. He worked at Clinton Cards. Did he? he? The other cards are available. That's what he puts here, in fact, in Does your life, yeah. Well done. Um, I somehow, and in quotations, reduced a woman to tears. Right. Look, it's quite cut and dried if you've done that, isn't it? If he would have seen her crying. Yeah. I, I somehow reduced a woman to tears when she asked, do you take Electron? And he did that little Britain thing where he goes, computer says no. She right. hadn't seen it. There was a, he got told off. I don't know why she cried about that. Well, I don't he know probably, either. It's Luke, so he probably did it for about an hour. Probably did it an hour repetitively and then said to him, why don't you eat some slugs? Or why don't yeah. you get a slug and make earrings out of those slugs? Trevor, have you had any unusual jobs? Yeah, I have. What are these jobs? You surely didn't think that I was just conducting a yes-no survey. <laughs> I once, I, I met a, a guy at university with really long, lustrous hair who claimed that he'd met the inventor of the cure for baldness. This is not a job, Trevor. This is, this is just a lie. You met the inventor of the cure for baldness. Well, he put me in contact with him, and then the former Labour MP, um, Brian Gould. Ah, oh, Brian Gould, yeah, the former Labour MP, yeah? Yeah, who subsequently emigrated to New Zealand. Yeah, who subsequently emigrated to New Zealand, good yeah. Good job, this, actually. Yeah, yeah. really good job. I set up in business, uh, they basically, they reckon they could grow back hair on bald people by You're... hanging them upside down and changing their diet and reducing their stress levels. Yeah, what happened? Someone died. <laughs> Someone died. Trevor used it as an excuse to lure Italian girls to live in his house. Why not come and live in my house while I do this follicular experiment? Probably them Italian girls have got hair growing in their cleavages now, you sick warp fiend. What do you put in their tea? I don't use it anymore. You have to hang upside down by Does your it ankles. work, Why, Trevor? Were you going bald? No, I wasn't going bald, no. Why are you involved in this, Trevor? I just thought it was a remarkable thing for humanity if you could reverse uh, ma- You're male... You're giving pain. a lot of people false hope. Not at all. It worked. Trevor, you just can't right. cure baldness. Watch how many emails we get now. Do you know how big baldness is? 
What are you talking about, you pair? For God's sake. How big it is. It's, it's, right, it's, okay, I had some jobs once. <laughs> One of the jobs I used to do was be a postman. It was good being a postman, uh, but it's actually depressing. What I didn't realise whilst being a postman is that I was actually doing, like, it was over Christmas time, and the postmen were all on strike, right? And I'd got this job as a postman, but I was actually, unknowingly, being scab labour because the post union had gone on strike, for, probably with good justification. I don't know much about things like that. And, like, so I was doing this job as a postman in my normal clothes, right, going around, like, posting letters in this place called Ockenden, near Essex. Right, well, in Essex. Well, you didn't get a uniform? No, I had to walk around in normal civvies. I mean, you, sure you were a postman. Definitely was a postman. I was posting letters to all people's houses, and I had to go to the post office, sorting off sort through and they give you a big heavy sack really depressing it is that sack carry it you do yeah. and then like uh, go off around the places post the letters to each of the individual doors after a while I started to think some of these letters I could have them you know they weren't addressed to my house or nothing but I thought why not I'm here I've got all these letters you opened other people's letters yeah some of them were just boring things congratulations on the christening welcome to your new home but some of them was genuine money so that was a really good letter or some with some CDs you're, you're joking of course no I did these things but I've already been in trouble for it and I've also apologised I know it's wrong to steal but I won't well then I didn't know what I was doing I diminished responsibility so like uh, yeah I did that for a while and then one day I stopped off to watch some, a football match on the wreck I was posting the letters and there was some like, men playing football I thought oh, I'll stand and watch this for a while this will cheer old Russ up still I didn't refer to myself in the third person then but I thought one day I will and perhaps I'll just leave a gap in my thoughts for that to take place so I was watching the football occurring a good match and then like suddenly like the, the ball went out and I always like if a ball comes towards me I always panic a little bit because it means you've got to kick that ball back and like, oh no this is a test of masculinity the ball's rolled towards me I've got to kick it back and like you know whenever I kick a ball but, like you know so, like, remember when I was young as I was out with my dad my dad relishes the opportunity if a ball bounces towards him because mm. he could do a magnificent pinpoint pass yeah. back to the people perhaps you know after having flicked it up and need it about bounced it on his shoulder and stuff me i always hoof it skyward it sort of always will go sort of vertical like that or spin off an angle or like my foot will catch in the turf and my ankle will twist and i'll sort of skitter about like a dolly bird on a broken heel and like sort of and when they saw me and they saw, they saw my postal sack right and they goes to me uh they goes uh, like, and I was watching the football, the ball comes towards me, I sort of hoofed it skyward and then like, you know, that person had to go and get retrieved the ball <laughs> from further away than it initially was before I got involved in the operation. And, uh, and he goes, get back to your work, you scab! Do your work, you scab, you scab! And I was like, oh, it's a, sorry, I do apologise, what, what, how can I help? And they were the postman on strike, playing football to keep spirits up, and they saw me with that red bag. I was hated, I was a scab. How old were you? Uh, 18, 19. It's horrible being a scab, oh, I hated it. Now I know a bit more about being a scab, I would never do it again. It's bad to be a scab. <laughs> the miners, of course, oh, what Thatcher done to them, stockpiling coal, using army people in police uniforms, terrible business, crushed this country's economy in many ways and broke the spirit of socialism. But in, I contributed to it a little bit, but I'll tell you what was good, is I got a free Frank Sinatra best of CD. Uh, you didn't sorry get a free one, yours. did you? Oh no, <laughs> you I stole it. someone else's. It wasn't like a perk for you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was part of the job. What? <laughs> Tell you one good thing about being postman, you get a big bag of stuff every morning. It's a real pick and mix of stuff. Book tokens. Oh no, I see your auntie's died, Carol. Never mind, on we go. Posting lovely letters, things Once, are getting um, better. When I was, uh, I did a paper round of, uh, you know, like free newspapers. I used to get 750 a week for that. That's good when you're a kid, 750. Well, yeah, it's pathetic though. Um, That's all I got for the Fire Gazette. 
once I, I didn't even work for him. I opened this porch door and there was a box of chocolates there with a post-it note stuck on it saying, thanks for everything, I really appreciate your help. You can't have thought that was for you as a post boy. Of course I didn't think it was for me. So why did it, what happened next? I stole the chocolates. Oh, oh you stole too. someone's chocolates. This is, this is why I feel Google bad. Just chocolates. I left the post-it note. Right, so that person who'd done something really good for this other person must have opened their porch and seen a post-it note going, thanks for everything you did. Love from Dave, just that. Here, take this post-it note, treasure it always, clutch this post-it note to your bosom and know that I love you. I know. Feel free to use the gum on the back to adhere other objects to things. I feel terrible, but you know when you're that, I think it's that age. You you're amoral. Think you're it, amoral at that I age. Because you, could kill, you can kill creatures. I wasn't amoral at that age. Trevor, you're amoral now. You've yeah, murdered those they've... Italian girls. Where are those Italian girls? They've gone missing. I don't know where. Gone missing. Yeah. Oh god. Dead. Oh, no, they're not dead. dead. I get little note. I get post-it notes from them. Actually. Trevor, if I had to take down your trousers, would I find that you were wearing a pair of Gucci knickers? Probably. Yes. Where did you get them, Trevor? Gucci knickers for men. Why are you wearing necklaces made out of earlobes? That is not earlobes. These... Oh God! It's even worse than I first suspected. <laughs> you're you're an animal. You dirty little devil. You mucky little pup. Not at all. Have uh, they actually gone missing? They, they leave me little post-it notes. Saying, well, there's probably a box of chocolates originally, but he probably snaffled <laughs> them off. Thank you for looking after us, Mr. Trevor. Here is a kinder egg. Matt Morgan, I'll have that. I can use the foil to wipe me Harry's. <laughs> That's the way you live <laughs> your know, life. I just admitted to stealing actual post. What? Love letters and things. So what? People's feelings are replaceable, aren't they? One minute you feel love, next day you feel hate, next day it's jealousy, next day it's shall I murder that Italian girl, next day why did I murder that Italian girl? Feelings are constantly changing. Chocolate once it's gone, it's gone. Don't just uh, look back look to me like a ponderous MP then. All his face, all like a fish. Trying to get a word in for Go on then, what is your word going to be? Diarrhea. It's going to be, we should say that stealing's bad. I feel stealing bad. Stealing is obviously bad. We shouldn't say that stealing is bad. What? Why not, Trev? Because we should expect that the people that listen to this have some kind of innate moral sensibility. They don't need to be told that stealing is wrong. Oh yeah, because they've you got their moral guardian. Maybe, but I everyone don't steal else, anymore. I don't steal the Trevor, you knocked over know. an old man's wall. You yeah. knocked over a one-legged man's wall and then lied about that it. That isn't stealing. It's stealing people's that dreams. Is being socially confident with your actions. G was there that day. He can corroborate this. You smashed down an old man's wall, then you drove off. And when I phoned yeah. you to ask about it, you said, "Oh, I think I might have heard a binley rattle." What that was <laughs> rattling was an old man who fought in a war for this country's dreams. He Trevor didn't Locke. fight in a war. How did he lose his leg then? In a war. That's how Trevor. In a war. In a war against lying and knocking down people's walls. A war that he was winning until you came along with your wall knocking lying ways. Wall knocking lying boy. Too to that wall. Proud, he proud of a, a wall. He shouldn't have been. Trevor, no, try I telling that to the people lessons. of Berlin in the late 80s. Try telling that to the Emperor Hadrian. Walls are there for a reason, Trevor. Like the metaphorical wall that protects the virginity of the Italian girls that you have murdered. Oh, Let's listen it. to oh. a story about Oliver Cromwell, sung by Elvis Costello, but before that, to advertise something else on this brilliant Six Music station. Listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'd rather be anywhere else than here today. Sentiments screeched in broken Italian. Italian by the poor girls Trevor Locke has trapped in his spare bedroom. Poor mares. Actually, you gave him your bed, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. More out of perversion than kindness, where, I imagine. Where are you sleeping? I'm sleeping on the sofa. What? He doesn't sleep there, of course. He sits up all night fumbling, <laughs> listening to those poor girls trying to inhibit them. We're talking about jobs today. Got this one from Crip in Knotts. He goes, I used to work in a maggot farm and it stunk. My mum chucked me out after two days from Crip in Knotts. 
Terrible job. A maggot farm. A maggot farm. Yeah. To fi- I suppose for fishing, is it? What else would you need maggots for? Yeah, my flies to grow flies. Grow flies, Trevor. You could use them what to devour the decomposing bodies of yeah. your victims. Yeah. Fly fishing. Yeah. Fly fishing, flies, flies, mostly to do with the fishing industry. Long, long email here from Millie. She says when we do the show up in Manchester, can uh, her friend come and see it? Yes, you can. Contact Adam here at Six Music. You can come and see us in Manchester if you want that. Oh, it's Lindsay from Flint in North Wales. All right, Lindsay. And uh, she says that I don't look like Justin Hawkins. Thank you very much. That's very comforting. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it, though. He is nice and good looking and that. It's good to look like you. You are just yourself, ain't it? Cocky Locky, have you got any jobs for us? Can we ring up Catherine in a minute? Cause she, Why? Who is Catherine? Well, listen, she just has sent this text. It says, for one month, my job was to answer the emergency phone calls of people trapped in lifts. Brilliant. Aww. I think that'd be quite funny. She says it was tragic comic. Tragic comic, so it's comic, but tragic. Because somebody obviously died. Oh, Trevor, not everyone's no, life is like no your own, littered with the deaths of innocent people. Something that Trevor has just learned to live with. Trevor now just sees death as punctuation in his life. <laughs> Later on in the show, we'll be chatting to Noel Gallagher if he picks up his phone. Might ring up some other people, mightn't we? We'll have some. Uh, Matt's going to do a cultural review of culture. Trevor Cocky Locky's going to do a Sonic Enigma. What is it going to be today, Trevor? Be exciting, will it? Uh, it's going to be Don't a brown eyed girl by. Oh, no. Oh, Trevor, yeah, long. I've been doing these sonic enigmas you've not realised the basic tenets of it okay well there's going to be plenty more from us text us if you want to tell us something on 64046 or email us at russell.6music at bbc.co.uk but now let's listen to some news shall we okay let's have some news Six Music this is Russell Brand on Six Music I'm here with Matt Morgan little Trevor Locke we're talking about jobs and stuff that people have done this is from Aaron he goes I used to work in a chemist and once had to explain to an old TCP man how to use germaloids nice nice start to a Saturday morning horrible start what does that mean I suppose it has to go hemorrhoid cream. Oh, hemorrhoid cream, is it? Hemorrhoid cream. Oh, hemorrhoid cream. Hemorrhoid. I got hemorrhoid. I got hemorrhoid. I used to take it out in a pram, but now it don't love me no more since it's been a teenager. There's another one here. This is from Leroy. As we used to say to Leroy Rosenia. One job I had to talk to old people on the phone about pensions. Once I shamelessly flirted with a husky voiced 70 year old woman after forgetting her age. That's from Leroy. Should never have forgotten that. Adam, have you got that person on the phone that's supposed to be on the phone now that the news has ended? Trevor Locke, what jobs have you done? Well, I used to sell advertising. It made me cry. Why? Because I was rubbish at it. All right, I'll be a person on the receiving end. You do what you'd have done. I'm just at home living my life. What happened? Don't get sacked out. All right. Let me set the scene. I've got a script here right. on a piece of paper. You're not allowed to deviate from the You're script. You're not allowed to deviate from under any circumstances. The, the phones are special. You've got a normal phone, and then there's an earpiece that your manager listens to and coaches okay. you. So, and I'm ringing the editors and the publishers of big newspapers in big Europe. Big newspapers, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm the I'm the I'll be the per- I'll I'll be the person that you're calling, Trev. Hello, I am the publisher of a big newspaper, but the phone's not rang yet. I'm called. Uh, Steve. You're called Dag and you're Dog. in you're in Dag and you're in Norway. Hello, I'm Dag, I'm in Norway. Really good deal. I look out the window, I see some Norway. Except I wouldn't get through to you, I'll just get the secretary. God I'm get on with the call. Cord. Uh, hello, um, it's, uh, it's yes? can, I speak, can I speak to your editor, please? Why? What do you want? I'm Dark Secretary! Um, I was just wondering, um, uh, how mm. much you, uh, What are you wondering about? Well, um, we, we've got the European campaign planets, yeah? uh, one of the, uh, yeah? I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, we, we have, we, No, because you smell a day rats and things, you murder something, did you? Yes, you're quite white, I'm very sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite white, you're racist! You're 
who's not? Who's racist? The yeah, who's Japanese saying? Norwegian. You want to speak to Doug? You want to speak to Doug? I don't think you call him. I think you call him. I think you call him. You want to speak to my boss, Doug? Can we speak okay. to Russell Brand again now? No. You're channeling someone. I'm Doug's secretary, Mrs. Doug's secretary. You want to speak to Doug? Okay, but put his foot in a bucket of warm water. That should bring him back. Hello, hello. I'm Doug. What do you want to sell me? Well, I want to say, I'm wondering if you've uh, thought of uh, taking out an advert in the European Campaign Planner. Yes, I was thinking about it yesterday. I think it'd be very nice to put an advert in the European Campaign Planner. But I think if pervert try to ring me, sell me, I'm not so interested now. What do you want? £25,000 to give a half page. What are you going to do with that? Pay for a sex change operation, but keep your original gender, then have a vagina as well, then use yourself like you're your own pocket pinball machine. I imagine this was what it was like to be at drama school and it's been <laughs> tremendous fun boys <laughs> now listen that is what trevor's job was actually like i've recreated it from tapes that were kept at the time by the metropolitan police force to keep trevor under some kind of control now then who's this on the phone trevor Catherine, is that that girl catherine. you wanted to talk to yeah, yeah. catherine are you there dear yeah hello do you want to speak to doug <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't speak to Doug because he's made up. Catherine, uh, hello, love. So, Trevor said that you were going to tell us about something to do with... Uh, a, a, oh, yeah, what did you used to do as a job? Um, well, I, when I was in Sydney, I was a temp for a month answering yeah. the emergency phone calls to people that were trapped in lifts. That's a, well, they shouldn't give that job to someone as a temp. You should I be know, trained for with that. no training. <laughs> so, what, like, like, when there's a phone in a lift, that you'd get a phone call from there? Yeah, basically, and it wasn't very technical, so people would be trapped in the lift and obviously mm. panicking, and they would press a button, and they would assume that from our end, there'd be a computer with a, right. an exact description of where they were, but actually it just came through to a normal telephone, so when I picked it up, I didn't know who it was going to be, and then we would have to work out where they were. Okay, what? Um, Sounds dangerous. Yeah, it was, it, it was difficult because... But Catherine, um, can we ever really picture what it was like without doing a reconstruction? The answer to that question is no. Let's do a reconstruction. <clears throat> Um, can you tell me what, where you are, what location you're on, and what number lift it is? Frightening! It's like the elevator! I'm in a little, little box! It's frightening in here! Do you, do you know where the box is? Is it in a shopping centre? Yeah, that's right! Shopping centre! Do you want to speak to Doug? And, and, do you know, and, and do you know what floor you're on or in between? I'm between 9th floor and 55th floor! Scary frightened! I, I just have to put you on hold while I'm no! laughing with my colleague. Don't um, put me on hold! <laughs> do you want to buy some adverts? Um, I, I, we're going to arrange for a service technician to come and see you. Thank um, you! I like it here now, I'm very happy here! I put some plugs near the door! It's changed the atmosphere, good here now! <laughs> the service technician is on his way, but in reality What's that would mean... He, he's tr stuck in traffic about two hours away, but you I would reassure you... I would reassure you that he was on his way. Good, yeah, I think we can see now what that and, job is and like. And if you want, I can ring people to let them know that you're trapped and Ooh. that you're going to be delayed. So I could be quite helpful as well. So you can be quite helpful in relaying messages, but ultimately you're a person trapped in a sort of a coffin that goes from one floor to another, but it's stuck there. Yeah, but you, you can't suffocate. It's, 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 you couldn't suffocate, but people... That's reassuring. <laughs> you can't suffocate, you know. Try not to panic. You can't suffocate. But I will warn you, there is a ghost. We call him the shaft monster. The shaft monster, he'll soon be among us. Yeah, sounds worrying, Catherine. What did you yeah. do after you left that job? Come back to good old England? Uh, no, well, I was travelling around for a little bit. I did various other things. This is the point where Matt normally goes, I went to Australia one time and went down to sea. I fell off of a boat. I lost my mind in Australia. <laughs> I listened to that entertainment on the radio and it made me feel happy. Don't you, Matt? No. Yes, you do. Silly old Matt Morgan. Why do we listen to that, lad? Hey, Catherine, thank you very much for the call. You've lined things up. Would you like a six music t-shirt? 
Yes, please. <laughs> right, design a six music t-shirt, Trip, like you <laughs> selfish pig. Eat some fudge, then design a six music t-shirt. And this perhaps might be a lesson to you, Trevor Locke. Yeah. Do not make a promise unless you're prepared to keep it. What sort of promises have I made that you I You made kept? a promise to what, give like... her a six music t-shirt to I Catherine. Not. Someone made the promise, Trip. Yeah, it was Someone. Little dirty little mouth. Let's not get bogged down in who promised t-shirts. The fact is the mouth. promise has been made and it should be fulfilled. I'm Catherine, happy to do that. I'm a creative kind of guy. I Catherine, like t-shirt. Do, do you remember... Sleeveless or long sleeve or... Or medium sleeve, Catherine. Um, small size, short sleeve. Small right. size, skinny short fit. Skinny, skinny fit. Nice. Yeah. What, what do you have as a job you, now? Trevor, I bet you what you'll do is you'll just nick one of the t-shirts off of the various Italian corpses that are laying on your patio and put right six music on it in lipstick or blood and then send it off to Catherine. And if I did, it would be art. That's true, Trev, in a way. That's yeah, true. Exactly. Well, Catherine, uh, Trevor's asking you some questions about what your job is now. Oh, um, it's it's a bit boring. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll leave that. <laughs> That's the last thing we need to know about as a boring job. Okay. Catherine, um, thank you very much for your call. It's been really nice talking to you. Carry on okay. listening to the show. Um, bye bye. Love you. Love bye bye. bye. Um, yeah, oh, everyone, uh, like, there's been a lot of text messages saying, God, oh, I'd like to come and see you do stand up comedy. Well, you can. Go to russellbrand.tv. You can see where me and Trevor Locke are doing a tour. Matt will be with us sometimes because we're doing our sixth music show. Oh! country aren't we it's gonna be good we're going to all sorts of places manchester edinburgh bristol bristol wow. northampton Doing radio shows from Northampton. That's the, so that's a homecoming gig for Trevor Locke. Certainly is. Oh god! Yeah. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? Pretty depressing. Yeah. Would imagine it'll be quite <laughs> depressing, Trev. At yeah. very least, quite depressing is what it. Be. Should we go to uh, the new Young Pony Club now? Shall we? Should we go there or should we listen to them? Let's I go there mind. as well. All right. Do you Let's... know what that means, though? Do you know what it means? Tell us. It means when you you make people take their clothes off, get down on all fours, and then ride them as if they're a pony. Do you reckon it does that mean that? Or is that Trevor's interpretation? Yeah. What kind of sex act is that? People don't I have don't a portal know. on their spines. People don't have, there's no, there's no engagement. There's no point of engagement. No, there's no, back. no, submission. no. It's, it's submission and it's the delaying of that. Trevor's clenched his teeth when he said delaying! Uh, he clenched them! Rubber. I didn't, I was you about to sneeze. The delaying. It's the delaying I like. I didn't I said delay you. You little pony. I'll delay you, pony boy. You want to be in my pony club? Ready to be delayed. <laughs> I'm gonna delay your brains uh, out. Oh, delay I've seen I've seen pictures of it. I'm not surprised, Trevor. I bet you took those photographs, <laughs> I bet you posed from and I bet you forced the subjects of the photo to be involved. It leaves me cold, Russ. It really does. It probably does because you probably spent all your body fluids while doing it. Oh, you probably please. got nothing circulating within please. you. You're probably like a withered little plastic carrier bag of a man. <laughs> a carrier bag wearing spectacles, exhausted in a corner. That is how I see you, cock a little lock here. So we, um, I know everyone, everyone, Matt, Trev, we're all a bunch of pals, we're all a bunch of right lads having a laugh together. Why don't we listen to I don't know if I can listen I bet, to it. I bet, I bet 1% of the uh, audience population of this show has done a pony club um, type. Send that 64046. Yeah. I reckon Six it's 1%. 64046. Send it. But 1%, that would probably mean 9, uh, 1%, that would be 1%. 8%. 9 people. 9 people. 9 people, yeah, that's 1%. Well, you think we've got 900 people listening? No, 900. Everyone who's listening, send us a text message now! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go nuts! Go nuts in the street, I tell you! Society's is crumbling! Let's listen to this uh, new Young Pony Club and see if there's any information or evidence in the song to suggest that what Trevor Locke's saying is true. Well, that's the name of the band. That won't be. It's, right. like, it's like listening to the Beatles and hoping to find, you know, something to do with a Beatle in it. 
Is it? Yeah, it's, that's exactly the mistake you've made. It's exactly not, that. Well, actually, I listened to a Beatles song once, and it went, pinch me, pinch me, stag beetles, on sports day, lots of stag beetles everywhere, crushed one, crunched one, one got on my thumb, I had to go flick, flick, get him off. So that was my favourite Beatles song ever. Let's listen to this song that Trevor uses to support himself through lonely, lonely nights. This is Russell Brand on Six Music. Oh, yeah, Trevor, there was definitely an air of uh, sort of sexual mind games. That's and right. Yeah, it's a sleazy little song, isn't it? The Scissor yeah. Sisters. Yeah, I can but give you no, one. No, no, Scissor one. Sisters means Oh, right, lesbians sexual. doing that oh, thing. Oh, dear. It does mean that, Trevor. Don't wrong with that. Trevor, don't just recoil from lesbianism because Why you're not? so prejudiced. Oh, Why dear. Not no, that's from not right. As a man who pretends to be a lesbian, you should be a little more supportive. You pretend to be a lesbian on MySpace because it tricks people. Here's a message from Jane in Maystone. I used to be a zookeeper and once had to hide a dead penguin under my coat to avoid distressing small children. I wasn't even at work that day. Oh, Jane! <laughs> how did the penguin die? What were you doing with it? You've added that bit. I, added it. I added the last <laughs> that's bit. That's quite... That's a nice little image, isn't it? Yeah, of a, like, a woman sort of holding a dead penguin under a coat. But I wonder what it smelled like. I wonder what it felt like. Because when you feel the, the body of a dead animal, Trev, you'll know about this. Oh, you can feel all their ribs and all yeah. their organs We've and stuff We've done a lot like of stuff with dead animals, haven't we? A lot of stuff with dead rats that uh, me and Matt used to be a bit feel their rib cage. With. You can feel their spine. It's horrible. Because only the only element that's gone is that magical spark of life. It makes you question what death really is. Go on, Trev, say something profound. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna start <laughs> with this. What if when this is all done one way, it all mm. comes the other way? Yeah, what do you mean? What the what, hell does that mean? It means like when we've done this cycle of life, what happens if it all starts going backwards? Well, we live life again backwards, starting from death, going towards birth. That, what, that, it wouldn't make any difference if happen. you didn't have a cross-referential Why point. Why would that happen? Because it could happen, couldn't it? Why shouldn't it happen? How would it happen? You wouldn't know that it was going backwards. It wouldn't backwards matter though, Matt, would it? It? it wouldn't matter because like, this could know be that it backwards. Going backwards. It would be irrelevant. Yeah. It would be irrelevant. Yeah, because because it'd be quite interesting. There is no objective quality to infancy that makes it necessarily formative. Exactly, but what I'm saying is death and birth are the same thing. You're saying, where did that magic spark go? Except when where you die, from you when don't disappear into someone's womb. And if you do... But where Shame you... on you, mister! But where did you come from, you know? Where the same Over thing. there, Essex Grace, where'd you come from? The same problem, Granddad? Same... Yeah, Granddad, you big old boffin! It's the same problem. What's the same problem? Where you came from and where you're going. Why? What's the problem? I like it. Well, the problem you just said nice is to be born. Where's that magic spark of life gone? Where's yeah. it come from in the first place? Interesting. Well, I suppose it's it's uh, evident and prevalent in all things, ain't it, Trevor? Well, that thing that you find in your hanky doesn't have it, does it? <laughs> what, my dinkle? <laughs> yes. Why's that in a hanky? Because it's playing ghosties! There's a little spooky ghost, red ghost. At what point does that spark of life get, you know, in the baby? Trevor, hopefully <laughs> never, you dirty devil. There's a letter here from Matt in It's Tinson. electricity, isn't it? That's it's sort of, it's a form electricity. of electricity. It it's essentially, it's just a, a form of electricity. It's electromagnetic Trev. pulses. It's, it's like the Green Cross code, man, Trev. It's basically that guy. Okay, thanks. Now, a mate of mine works in a pork processing plant in the black country. His job is to load <laughs> pig carcasses. What's the problem? <laughs> Sounds like a really rude thing to say. <laughs> my, my mate of mine works. I'm going to read that again, and we can all work out just where Trevor's mind is. A mate of mine works at a pork processing plant in the Black Country. What's the bit that's making him in laugh? In the Black Country. In it's the Black Country is a part of the Midlands, Trev. I find it funny. What do you think it is I like then? The plosive peas. Someone's the bottom. Pork you like processing? The pork processing. I'd like a pork processing plant, please. Yeah. Hey, Polly, give us a kiss on my pork processing Come plant. On, get on with it. His job, this fella, is to load. Killing pigs. <laughs> of course. 
it? to a point. Yeah. His job is to load... Matt, don't just shout killing pigs out of the world. His job is to load pig carcasses into a massive spinning blade machine which shaves the hair off their porky skin. Oh. He then has to burn any remaining hair off with a blowtorch. They're currently recruiting, if you fancy it, Trev, it says, from Matt in Tipton. I wouldn't like to shave pigs for a job, would you? Wouldn't mind. Matthew. I've done some pretty bad jobs. Oh, look at Matt. What a crap segue. <laughs> Russ, well, you haven't Matt asked me about my jobs because you're, you're challenged by the fact that I've done hardcore jobs. No, I'm not. I just think it's like, oh, I'm going to make people I'm gonna make people think this about me. I'm going to say I've done the job where I was a trained killer. You haven't done hardcore jobs. You once babysat for somebody. No, I was a bit, I've done a building. Look at him trying to create uh, a certain impression of himself. Door well, to door, door carpet to, cleaning uh, sales. One week it's, I've got a fine art degree. Next day is, I used to kill people on an estate. Why do you keep saying I worked people. for a gypsy. <laughs> I worked for a gypsy throwing coins across a lake. It was the only work we could get. What drivel you come out with? This is a letter from Tim. He goes, I agree with Matt. When I was a lad, I had a paper round and I only got paid seven fifty a week, as well in doing as well as doing six days a week. But one Christmas, my boss, who can only be described as Mr. Scrooge, told me to put leaflets in every paper oh, I had to deliver, yeah. telling of how hard we work and how we work for all weather and how we are always on time. When truthfully, I did all that, and he just sat reading magazines about pretty ladies with a fear of clothes. To rub salt in the wound, this pay rise was an incredible 10 extra P a week. I thought it was cool. When, I thought it was cool when my mate, me and my mate sought revenge and left all the papers soaking in a big puddle until we got sacked. Never mind, eh, Tim? Those yeah. leaflets, the leaflets. Fight the power. You used to get more if you had to put leaflets into the papers. The thing is with those paper rounds, everyone realised it in the end. You didn't have to deliver them because they never Just checked. throw them. Just How would anyone know? Away. No get one wants money. those papers. Well, I think the Make it work for four weeks. Newspapers would know, wouldn't they? Yeah, but they don't care. Yeah, they're, they're, they're free, free, newspapers. free newspapers. They don't even want. Oh, it's a yeah, relief, isn't it? It's, a, it's an actual relief, thank God. When you get the job, they say, we're going to phone around and make sure that people get them, but they, they might do a few random calls for the first week, but it soon dies off. I used to deliver these leaflets to raise money for a hospital and I used to nickel oh, the money. Oh, you're such a good guy. What? I used to nickel the money. You're such a bad oh, guy. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm a bad guy. Say hello to the bad guy. Yeah, come on in, Matt. Tell us about one of your jobs. See if you can make it plausible. Um, once I was a builder's labourer. Oh, great. Pretty, well, thanks very much. Work. We'll be back after the news. <laughs> Come on, what happened? What happened that I've job? seen you on a building site once for a Good it was. comedic video thing for a TV show. I did well on that site. You didn't. I looked like John Inman, didn't I? I was in a plank. Pathetic. <laughs> Dropped a load of concrete. Oh, it's hard he responds if he's around extra extra masculine men. He responds by camping up. I don't he know did. why. I saw that VT. That he tried to get off with one of them, didn't he? he goes, oh, hello, boys. Are you married by any chance, lads? Oh, hello. Yeah, that's Do you want moment. me to help mixing that muck? I, I'm only missing. Do you want me to put a bit of sand in your pipes? It was terrible, wasn't it? It's all right. It's nice to do that. But anyway, I was upset Butch when I did it. Well, <laughs> to clean bricks. Yeah, like all butch people, you use the word butch. Yeah, I used to do that. I, I used to work like that and just tap things. Yeah. Trevor, no. what did you used to tap? Used to I worked for the delicate skulls of Italian go girls. Go out with Bob the Builder. But was not called... go out with him. I used to go out on jobs with him. No wonder he always looks so cheesed off on that program. His sex life includes something called ponying, where he gets Trevor Lock riding around on his back, <laughs> searching desperately for an orifice. <laughs> Horrible little man you are. Oh, we will fix it. We will fix it. It's going to take a lot of therapy, Bob, to get to recover from that nightmare. Let me tell you. So okay, right. So go on. Are you going to say something about this labour insight, or is it simply to authenticate your accent? No, it's uh, <laughs> a man. How are you? <laughs> it's very difficult. I had to mix up concrete. I had to roll cigarettes for the bloke. He was the um, brother-in-law of the girl I was going out with. Yeah. And I think he'd 
I used to get 20 quid a day, which was pretty good then. Good in them days. Compared to um, 750 a week. It's a big step up the ladder. It's nepotism, then that's how you got the job. Yeah, basically. but he was doing me a favour because I could never afford to take her anyway. No, he was really nice. Once I had to look after his twins, and that's the beginning <laughs> of a hilarious story. Well, let's <laughs> after this next track, we are going to listen to what can only be described as... A dull anecdote. <laughs> no, it'll be very good. So we'll, we'll listen to that. Um, we'll talk about other people's jobs. Send us your Stop job. Stop rattling your We've belt. We've got the uh, Sonic Enigma. Oh, sorry for rattling. Why my have you undone your belt? Because the why would a man do that in a studio? Because the the um, the prong went all bent and, it, and the belt come undone. Wow. So I had to bend the prong back straight. Not everything's a metaphor for something, midriff. Trevor. Not everything's a metaphor. I'll tell you another thing we'll talk about. I'll tell you about Master Sue, who came on my TV, a tired a TV came show. Came on my TV. Hey, come on my TV. <laughs> I live inside the little box, right? And I have to tell people things about Big Papa. Right, Master Sue came uh, on the show. I'll tell you some stuff about him. That's well interesting. But first, should we listen to a record? It'll be, Denis Denis, I really like you a lot. Denis Denis, I find you attractive in that. Denis Denis, should we have a crack at a relationship? I'll go on. Oh, we don't need to listen to it now, surely. Well, I've given you the essence. It's beautiful. Nice. Blondie with Denise, this little Russell Brand on Six Music. I mean, I think pretty much I captured the essence of the song with my prelude. I remember when Russell suggested that song on the phone the other day. I want Denny by Blondie. Denny. He thought it was D-E-N-N-Y, like Denny, some geezer who runs a calf. <laughs> well, it can't be a girl, can it? It can Denis. be a girl. Actually, I thought it was Dennis, and the, she just sang it like song, that rhythmically. The original song was sung by a man, and exactly. it's called Denise. And they changed it to Denis, the French pronunciation of Dennis. Dennis. The male I thought it was Dennis. Should be Dennis. You thought it was Dennis. I thought it was Dennis. I've been poning about all morning with Julie in the hot blazing Aberdeen sun. She's ginger but quite sturdy, says Lee. So there you are. That's one of the one percent coming. One out. of the one percent. They're all coming to the surface now, Trevor. Mm -hmm. Hi, Russell, Matt and Cocky. Absolutely loving the show. I once worked for a toy store in Lakeside, your manor, Russell, and had to dress up as a seven-foot bear to entertain the kids. Well, it's weird, isn't it, seven-foot bear? I mean, that's just necessary because you couldn't dress up as a two-foot bear because how would you do it? You'd have to get something really tiny. The suit was like an oven and you couldn't see after a while because the eyes would steam up as you breathed. You couldn't last more than 20 minutes and the worst part was mothers with prams ganging up on you to play with their children and trapping you so you couldn't get away. The occasional, pu occasional punch in the unmentionables from horrible kids wasn't too much fun either. Jay from Essex. Jay, I'm sorry that you were punched in your unmentionables. When I was children. a little boy, there was a robot that was just uh, on wheels. Yeah. Right? And um, I was about, I don't know, five or something. And my mum said, go and look, look at, go and say hello to the robot. It was like a cheap rip-off of R2-D2 without yeah. being part, you know what I mean? It was was like, there a person in it? No, but there was a speaker on it and there was a bloke talking and my mum had obviously gone to this bloke and said oh my little boy's name is matthew right yeah so i walked up to this robot and he went hello matthew Laura. <laughs> and I, for about well it changed my life why because i couldn't believe this thing knew no. <laughs> <laughs> my god have we met I allow me to introduce myself i'm a man maybe i've met you in the dagobah system <laughs> <laughs> interesting that our paths should cross again do you have information for me am i your only hope yeah i liked it when you was a child and you to dress up as Paddington. Yeah, I didn't like that. You look funny. I look at that picture of you sometimes because as the child's costume, there's a picture of Matthew dressed up. You can look at his MySpace page if you want. Right, he's dressed up as Paddington and uh, he's completely consumed by the costume, aren't you? Absolutely unbelievable. I'll tell you what, I was consumed It smothers by you. My yeah. nan and my mum's lust to win a competition which <laughs> overrides any sort of maternal care. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, we're going to win the competition. I can't breathe. 
Steve, shut up! You look great. It looks great. Let's get him out there. The thing is, I had a little hole that was smaller than a fruit pastel. Right? <laughs> Did only... you know that because you tried to eat one? Well, I was offered one. Oh, look, fruit pastels going round. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to take my mask off in case I shattered the illusion I wasn't Paddington Bear. Hold on, who's this little un-Paddington? Kill him! Kill the un-Paddington! He then, misled us! And they went, oh, look, he can't eat the sweets through the hole. Look, 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 he well, can't eat the sweets. Well, they enjoyed it. Yeah, and then they it's no wonder showed other like people it. And then... They did what? They like as if it was a trick. Look at Matt, he can't, can't get him. Oh, look, he can't get him. Were you in and there all it. snuffling and crying? I was... I, I think I wet myself in there. You always wet yourself. This is why you can't go to the toilet. And it's under the strictest conditions. And then, bizarrely, one day, he decides to wipe his bum on an aeroplane. Goes from one extreme <laughs> to another. <laughs> Right. It goes from right. Kenneth Williams to Bobby Sands <laughs> in a five-minute period. Russell, Unbelievable. Russell, shut up. What about this morning when I went round your house and I, I was going, come on, hurry up, come on up. This is disgusting. He's standing there, cleaning his teeth at the sink, <laughs> weeing in the sink at the same time. He goes, turns around at me with all toothpaste around his face. Goes, Look, multitasking. <laughs> Saves oh, time. So, uh, and I didn't even bother to turn the tap on to rinse my toothbrush either. I just went, <laughs> what good for the goose is good for the goose. Wanna try? And <laughs> weed all over it. I didn't really. So what? It's only wee, isn't it? Wee's nice. Everyone makes a fuss about wee, but Madonna puts it on herself in the shower, so I won't shred. I don't think there's nothing wrong with wee. I like it. Well done. Don't drink the stuff or anything, but there's no point worrying about where it's going. Much worse, I think, to wipe your bum on an aeroplane. In the full view of the public. We're both disgusted. You're picking your nose even now, man. Scratching the inside of my nose. Right, okay, oh yeah, sorry. I do apologise, but you can see how confusion might occur. <laughs> Hi, says David from Twickenham. I thought he was called David Twickenham. I used to work in a gift shop at Westminster Abbey. A surprising number of American tourists didn't know what tea towels were. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is, why, are you, why are you telling us this? A surprising number of American tourists didn't know what tea towels were. I told them, but because of rationing during the war, people didn't have enough fabric for full-size tablecloths, so they used tea towels instead. Is that, that's not true, I assume. But why- Of it's not, he's joking. But why do- but that's a weird lie. No, it's not. But why tell? It's not like I would have said. Oh, tea towels. They're for uh, mopping up. Like a lot of English people during the war, we ate octopuses, and we used to always had to be wrapped up in a tea towel to comfort them to create a womb-like environment. You've gone too far. They're not going to believe that. They might. They? they might. One of them bought the Tower of London off of a bloke, didn't they? They're naive people. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Not Noam Chomsky or, or Bill Hicks or Richard Pryor, but a lot of them's very naive. Trevor, what are you looking at like that? Because it looks like you're staring at your own abdomen. Yeah, no, I'm looking at an email that we've got in here. Why is it written on your abdomen? <laughs> what kind of, have you got a computer in your tum-tum? <laughs> Who are you, Mittel Mickey? Listen to this. Too good to miss. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> The best job I ever had so far has to be when I lived in Amsterdam and I worked Why are you doing that voice? Because it's more exciting than my own voice. That's true. And I worked as a personal assistant for the house. <laughs> hey, I worked as a personal assistant for a house. So I'm, I'm standing out in the corridor and some wise guy come and touch me on the dick. I don't know why I've done it, it made me feel quite sick. Go on in, Trev, carry on. There's a lot of surreal nonsense coming out today. Look, I worked as a PA for I some transvestites. Um, I as a PA for some transvestites. Yeah, in Amsterdam, cool. so it's probably true. They were nice ladies. Do that voice again, it was good, Trev. Eat some fudge! <sighs> they were nice ladies, but when you couldn't put the, you couldn't get on the wrong side of them, they were permanently premenstrual as far as that was possible, being men and all. <clears throat> My role I suppose revolved they are around... premenstrual because they ain't menstruated yet, hey. not having a woman. Well done. My role revolved around cleaning and fixing their wigs and costumes mainly. I hated sewing as well, all those pesky sequins were a right pain. Pesky I used to do everything else too, like buying shoes, tights, 
tongs glitter and those hammock things to make their nethers go round straight like a teddy bear's. That's what? why it's called the Netherlands. <laughs> I've always wondered. I don't think you've lived until you've had to go shopping in a foreign country for size 12 glam rock platform shoes and a certain shade of pink. And Is that's that a man from... or a woman? Trevor, what's going on? It's from Romy uh, Lloyd Foxer. I've just looked at the piece uh. of paper that that email was purportedly on. It was just a picture of Trevor with his own bottom splayed open, winking. Yeah, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> Trevor, what's wrong with you? What kind of hieroglyphs is this? Come on, Matty Morgan, tell us that story. I'm sorry that I wasn't supportive enough. You know I've always loved you ever since we first met. Tell us a story about twin son. Okay. Boring! <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good story. Boring! Build it up. This is, this is oh, quite this a boring brilliant. story. Matt said, uh, Trevor again said it was as good as the Iliad earlier. Come on, <laughs> I didn't say it was as good Once as the Iliad. Once upon a time. Ah, across the murky seas of time and Morgan <laughs> babysitting for twins. I was babysitting for twins who twins. were about... Uh, every time I say twins, can you do that? Twins. Um, no, that's gonna twins. Be <laughs> <laughs> didn't say twins Shut that up. time, but I was getting into it. Little Maddie Morgan tells the story. It's oh. gonna change everybody's life. Have you drunk coffee this morning? Uh, no, but I did have a little bit of crack. And I'll tell you this, it's very uplifting. Very uplifting. They should give it to depressed people. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm just on an upswing. You don't want to be around when the laughter stops. Crack's bad, obviously. Don't need to say that, but go on. Uh, yeah, well, I was looking after these two twins. <laughs> And they were uh, about. I don't know. Why are we so looking after they, these twins for, mate? Because it was uh, the builder who I was working with, who was my um, girlfriend's brother. sister's brother, uh, husband. Bloody hell, what a complicated world you well, live no, in. She, effectively, if I had been married to her, he would have been my brother in law. And everyone would have probably felt a deep sense of regret that she could have done better. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> so I'm looking after these two twins. I was only I was 16, I was looking after two. You shouldn't have been allowed to be almost a twin yourself at that age. Yeah. Yeah. That's a point, doesn't it, Trev? You're almost a twin yourself. There's not a certain age, Trev, where you become twin-like. I okay. don't know how your mind yeah. works. Right, anyway. <laughs> and their mum had left uh, two little plates with their food on, right? It was like some crisps and those sandwiches, like yeah. babies have. They're all, uh, cut the crust off. Cut the crust off. And, Sandwich uh, spreading them, maybe. Possibly, Russ. I don't Horrible, know. that stuff. That's not focused. was, wasn't it? Green bits, red bits. Like Tic Tacs, really, aren't they? Remember Tic Tacs? Sweet ones. It's just like, you know, try? When, when your mum read your story when you were in bed. <laughs> Hold on, mum. Who's this, this E.T. guy? Baby, what, what's he, what's he, what does he want? What makes him tick? E what's he after? Was that a bedtime story? I believe so, yes. E.T. E. and the Seven Dwarfs, yes. <laughs> so you didn't pay any attention. E.T. lived in a forest. He uh, dealt out medicines for HIV <laughs> to Snow White and the Wicked Queen, as I believe, something like that. <laughs> Go on, tell us about the twins, baby. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I was looking, uh, there was only one high chair, right? right? And that you couldn't feed them unless you put them in the high chair. Why? Uh, because they were babies. Their and backs go, all flop over. Put... <laughs> they weren't fish. They were babies. <laughs> anyway. Hold on, this one's curling up at the ends. That means I'm jealous. That one's flipped over. I'm in love. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, so I put one in the little high chair, gave her her food. Yeah. What, was one a girl, one a boy? No. no both girls. All right. And, uh, and then when she was fed, I put her down. But they were dressed identically and there was only one high chair. once they'd mixed in, I didn't tell. know which one I'd fed. So hold on, what did you, they were in a pen or something, were they? You done when? What do you know about children? I don't know, it's a bit like that programme I've been watching recently, Guantanamo Bay. It's a sort of soap opera where people are being treated very badly by the Americans. Okay, uh, no, they were just running around on the floor. Yeah. Just uh, they were, they were dressed identically, weren't no, they? toddlers, you know. Really misleading. Um, so Turn your phone off, eat some fudge! And so I uh, picked up 
Uh, well, what I did was mm. I tried to work out which one I'd eaten. So I like picked her up and looked in her mouth. Couldn't see anything. See <laughs> <close laughs> <enough. laughs> so if there was some debris. Smell. You're not a dentist. Smell if they smell sandwiches. Couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> You smell of sandwiches, Watson. I've deduced that this is the criminal. Yeah, so then I was going, Have you had your dinner? Are you hungry? We're trying to ask it a question. Right, yeah, and they they couldn't talk, obviously, no. no. <laughs> so then I started to think, Oh no, what do I do? Because so you're I, trying to ascertain which one's eaten, you can't yeah, tell at this point. Yeah, exactly. You've tried looking in the mouth, you've tried asking it outright, <laughs> Have you had some dinner? That's yeah, your two methods. And you've done, no, he's done the sniffing method. Yeah. As he's well, done right. the sniffing. That's three methods he's yeah. used there. So what I used then was getting a sandwich off the second plate yeah. and going up to him and going, Do you want that? So you reacted most strongly. Strongly. One of them couldn't be bothered with it, one of them grabbed out for it, so I thought, right, hello. <laughs> there, you found so, it. That's found it. it. That's the result. The yeah. one that wants, that one wants a sandwich. Put her in the chair, feed her, eats the whole thing. Right. Lovely. Then later on, it's really tiring looking after You're children. satisfied, you're working. I'm laying down. on the sofa, nearly asleep, and mm. they're watching um, some video that they wanted, right? Crikey, I hope they did one and it weren't a video you wanted, otherwise no. there's two more children scarred for life. No, it was uh, something about little colourful people running around. <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds like your videos, Matt, <laughs> to tell you the absolute truth. None of them were doing all spacky rides on each other, were they? Anyway. And so then I looked over and thought, ah, oh, look at them. And I noticed that one was sitting there all fat and full <laughs> up. And one of them was eating tissue. <laughs> one of them was all sated, gloating back, smoking a cigar, patting dinners. himself on the belly. And the other one was eating the carpet. Actually eating like, like tissue that, out of a bin. So you just stuffed one with full of grub and the other one was starving. Yeah. I hope you immediately rectified that by I making did, a I sandwich. Panicked and, uh, oh, panicked. Thank God. Thank God Matt's here. Thank God there was someone there to go what into a flap. It? Uh, just stuff. What stuff? Just stuff? Mini cheddars. Oh, <laughs> Mini cheddars. Matt, that's not food for a baby. I bet you didn't it even is. take the wax off. How old off. are these twins now? Uh, 11. Well, actually, and one of them's is, dead. Is, is one of them seriously <laughs> ill? Mal, no, I think one of them's not alive. They probably grew up to be like, my Italian girls. What kind of a life was that for anybody? No, they both, were girls. They were fine. sisters. It, they are they fine, though? Absolutely fine. Strangely they... competitive around mealtimes. Has one got a really <laughs> chalky bones and the other one stride around all confident, kicking over tables? I can eat whatever I like. Three, five, 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 five. Excuse me. When you finish, do you think I might have an earwig out your pocket? No! More sandwiches for me. Just one earwig. I think, uh, imagine Russell had been a twin. How awful. Oh, absolutely. Why? Maybe that, I think he was a twin. He absorbed the other one's personality. I ate it. And nutrients. And there's a little husk Russell somewhere. Little husk Russell like Dorian Gray. Up in the attic, absorbing all my sins. Where does it end <laughs> and where does it begin? There's no such thing as morality. You might as well live life just doing what you like. Pop out in the garden, have it all. There's no point trying. There's no point crying. One day soon we'll all be dead. You might as well live. If you're alive. An excerpt there from Russell Brand, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Still seeking backing. Don't need no backing. My twin will do that, won't you, Husky? Ooh, I feel weak. Subject jobs from Busboy. Hi, I'm a postman, and one of my workmates was busting, <laughs> busting for a crap. What a delightful uh, bit of language. Well, you read it out. Busting for a crap. I'm busting for a crap, busting for a crap while on delivery, but no toilets nearby. He knocked on the door of the house he was at and asked to use the toilet. The woman said no and shut the door. A couple of minutes later, he knocked on the door again and said, have you got a plastic bag to pick this crap out of your garden? The woman was not impressed. Well, how could she be, bus boy? How could anybody be impressed by that? Trevor, does that make your blood boil? It does. But you've got to admire his, you know, uh, ingenuity. Ingenuity. That's <laughs> like ingenious. It I is. just pull down my trousers and pants and do a whoopsie. No, I think that's good. Good on him. He did it in the garden. He did it in the garden. He didn't do it on the street. 
Didn't do it on the street. I once driving to work. I wasn't driving. I was sat still. Right. Saw a man in broad daylight just take down his trousers by Euston in London. Yeah, he's probably a rugby player. Just do a whoopsie. Or a, rug- or a rugby player. Rugby players do it. What do you mean? What? Rugby players do it. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's like... It's like that's all rugby it's players. Like, yeah, it's like a badge. <laughs> it's a badge of masculinity. Do you think that's rugby? how Johnny Wilkinson mastered those drop kicks? Just squat, plop, turn and boot. Plop, squat, turn 50%, and boot. 50% of all rugby players have defecated in public. Send us a text. It's another one of Trevor's ridiculous lies. It's not a lie. It's true. 64046. We've got some great stuff coming up on this show. Cocky Trevor Lockie is going to be doing a sonic enigma. Matt Morgan's going to do a, a nice cultural review. We've got a BBC session track coming up right now. This is be interesting. Let's have a listen to it, and afterwards we're going to discuss it in such detail that blood will come out of your ears. BBC Six Music. Cocky Locky, you got the yes. emails you want to read out? Uh, no, there was one on the screen I was reading there. It looked quite interesting, but it hasn't been printed off yet. Oh, no, what a brilliant story. <laughs> this guy, this guy, imagine that. It's, out, it's on the screen. But was it's I waving been, to you going, come printed. to me, I've got a text, I've got an email. No, I wasn't. No, you wasn't. Yeah, so why did you come to me then? I thought you might have something to say. I thought you might like to contribute to the show after all you get paid for it russell yes mate um it amuses me greatly to think of you doing jobs which aren't on telly or radio why mate because just the thought of you being a normal person is hilarious it's me. ridiculous it was really embarrassing wasn't it what about even that downtime period when all the jobs were destroyed by us i can't remember which one of us it was me or you <laughs> one of us went all mental and we lost all our jobs and there was that period where it was just we'd had no money and it was just awful and dull Do I, you remember? We, I remember like getting on the i remember when because now you get cabs everywhere, but when you used to get the tube, and also when we had no money, he used to just get on the tube with no ticket. And I remember once he jumped over the barriers and the London Underground man goes, what, what are you doing? And he went, I'm from the future. <laughs> just say things like that. I'm from the future. I'm not bound by your rules. That barrier's only there in your mind, man. Let's go. He used to do go. like that a lot. He used to step into the road. This is original to you. This. Yeah, it is. He used to step into the road and I'd go, Russell, what are you doing? I'd nearly get run over and go, the motor car is not invented for 50 years. <laughs> Come on. We have another 50 years till the first automobile will be invented. They simply cannot run us over. I forbid it. Do you remember when you could travel on the underground for free with those tickets that were 18 months old? Trevor, no, that's you probably with some twins that you've kidnapped. <laughs> Come on, oh, this one's just said its first word. It said £10.5, five, £10.5. Five. What do you mean, eh? Well, basically, uh, I'll probably get into trouble now and arrested, but... I should hope oh, you will. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Permit to travel. That's Wait, not no, 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 no. You just no, get no, a... No, 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 Oh, dear. Look, I heard that if you got a ticket then it was 18 months mm, old. Yeah. So oh, they'd start two, working again. They just worked as a universal free really? pass on the underground. This doesn't wow. work anymore. That's it doesn't work anymore, though. no. Oh, no, doesn't it? No. They've well, probably ironed out that loophole. What with the Oyster card? Oh, oh the Oyster card. Here's a, here's a text message. Oh, dear. Look at this. Go on, then. Support. It it's from CK. Morning, Russ. I think Trev might be right about rugby players. I once went out with one, and he told me he had to eat a poo sandwich on a rugby tour. Blimey. Yes, Why would you ever do that? Is that a gentleman? Because you're a rugby player. Now, that's a, a lady. What's her name? Why don't you credit people, Trevor? Cat. She's called Cat. Catherine K. Why as if you're bitter? Someone yeah. sends in a text message, Trevor. You should be grateful. You shouldn't be attacking them because their name's Cat. She's called Cat. She thinks she's got rights, but she's actually got none. Here's Kat. one. Here's one. I'm not a rugby player, and I have never crapped in the street. Okay, well, so that's so evidence to the contrary. So that, well, well, I suppose not, that's just a meaningless thing. I'm that's not a rugby player, <laughs> and I've never crapped in the street, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind crapping on Trev's ridiculous sonic enigma. <gasps> Good. And that's from Darren Good. in Belfast. Brilliant idea. Not would I mind, Darren. It's actually the, Maybe the, we should invite him in next week. Maybe you can do that. Well, How I suppose so, because it's an abstract idea, isn't it? Because you get it? poo on my buttons. 
<laughs> Which is something that Matt has to say in his sex life twice a day. I've got poo on my buttons, says Matt Morgan. That scurries out of a brothel. Mean? That would mean that you've been uh, rude to Depends a pantomime character. Let's not be toilet. Let's not be, let's not be pure old. What about when I used to have that job? Yeah, it is funny when I had to do What about the job where you used to teach English to girls that you basically just taught them how to have one night stands? <laughs> Right, okay, welcome to the English class. There's this place, <laughs> there's this place called, there was a school on Oxford Street, you know when you see it on Oxford Street in London, there's people giving out leaflets, come and learn English, right? And th with that job, it's not, it's a good job, right? All they do is they go, right, okay, we give you a week's training, and the way English is taught, it's just from a textbook, you just like, they give you this textbook, and you go, essentially, you just stand behind a podium of about 20 or 30 women from all around the world, some men in there as well, but I tried not to focus on them, and just read out slogans, like bits slogans. of Slogans? Well, not slogans, I suppose they're lumps of language. You'll never put a bit, a bit of butter on your knife. <laughs> Milk as garter, a lot of bottle stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like that standard Jim. of English that's been taught. I know, yeah. I, I, someone came up to me, a Swedish tourist on a bus, and just said, "You'll never get better than a quick fit fitter." <laughs> the other day, and I said, "I will get better." I'm, I'm, there's nothing wrong with my exhaust. And then I went, and the, you know, so the joke was on me in a way. Oh, um, so, of fudge. Oh, Trevor, Sorry. that's your own private affair. So uh, eat your fudge, Trev. Eat your finger of fudge. A little bit slow there, weren't you? Oh, come on. So uh, yeah, I was used to do this English class, and you have to just go through the book saying things like uh, I open my umbrella when it's raining and that's the way they're learning the word umbrella and you have to sort of you know it's a very systematic way of teaching them but they only give you a week's training then they just let you loose in a class full of strangers right and I was a drug addict then so I used to just like take loads of drugs go in that class really off my head and just sort of just talk to them about <laughs> trying to chat them up really I taught them some English I think you were, you, you were probably quite a good teacher I was actually because I was very engaging I'm you sure. know come on <laughs> let's learn this English let's bloody well do it right you've got to learn how to say yes pretty quickly or I'm looking at a ten stretch you know it's stuff like that essentially <laughs> but then once i got bored of doing the job i was like should we go down the park and just take drugs <laughs> like f off down the park take some drugs just light drugs awful though they were and then uh, so we just sit in the park in soho in in london and uh, like smoke loads of dope and that and then go back and if i go i know it's russell's class don't seem to be learning very much english and they're all <laughs> nervous jittery and paranoid <laughs> what is that <laughs> he's teaching them some odd stuff and then i sort of started to increasingly get in trouble and of course you know because of my habits i would like sometimes you know seduce them and that and yeah. then, like you know so just chat people up like a person would like a young single person would nice to chat people up if anything and then like uh right and then they found out that i was doing really bad at my job and there was this one time i go i wanted to go off on holiday i goes can i have two weeks holiday this is please terrible, this. yeah this is a bit bad this i goes can i have a two-week holiday please they goes no you can't have a two-week holiday you've got to do your job i go I'm bloody hell so i just went on a two-week holiday right and then come back after the two-week holiday i goes where you been i was oh, i've got some terrible news like goes, what's that I goes yeah i had to have two weeks off because i've got aids they went what oh yep aids i've got and they obviously no one believed me but because it's such a terrible awful thing to say such a terrible lie people couldn't question it because they'd think surely no one in their right mind would say that no one and no one in their right mind would <laughs> i wasn't in my right mind so i sort of got away with it right and they just had to say everyone like, where i work sort of just thought that's that bloke who's claimed to have aids just so that he could have a two-week holiday what in if, spain if someone believed you and they watch you on telly now think oh he's getting thinner <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, that would be awful. That'd be awful. I really should never have told that lie, but it was working on the Hitler's edict that the bigger the lie you tell, the more people will believe you. Although I'm not suggesting. That was Hitler's edict, was it? Hitler told that lie first. What yeah. was his big lie? Uh, he said it's good to kill people on account of their religion or because they're like gypsies or they're gay or something, when okay. in fact it's bad to do that. So you were taking your cues from Hitler? 
I've always, when I'm in a moral dilemma, Matt, I ask myself, what would Hitler do in this situation? <laughs> now, what would good old Archie Hitler, not Adolf Hitler, he was a terrible man, but his younger brother, he Archie. He'd lie that he's got AIDS. Brilliant. Here I go. <laughs> Hitler would soon find his way out of this problem with a little loophole known as, I've got AIDS now, unfortunately, so I'll have to have a few more examples. Terrible thing to do. Terrible, really, really, yeah. really bad thing that I've done there in the past. While I was on drugs, can't do me for it because I've uh, stopped taking drugs and I'm all nice now so anyway that was that bit of a job so you're right when i had normal jobs it was not a good thing because i couldn't make myself do it i just no. didn't like it i find it hard enough to do jobs where people really try and make it easy for you to do the job oh do you want to get a cab here do you need any food oh christ <laughs> i don't feel well i want to go home yeah. you know that sort of stuff yeah you're all right matt yeah good I suppose we'll do the sonic enigma later will we I think we have to uh, listen to some news. Let's listen to some news and put everything in perspective. Too much perspective. This is a thing on the old job thing, so yes. I'm going to read it how he wrote it. Go on in, Trev. Well, I must say, I had the job I have enjoyed was looking for an army. Uh, right, uh, stop. What? Right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I must That's say, how... I have a job I have enjoyed. Exactly. Looking... Does he say that, Trev? Yeah. Matthew, would you authenticate that? Because oh, I think Trevor is lying. Well, I must say, I had the job I have enjoyed was look out for... Yeah, it's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let Trev continue reading. Our brave boys. <laughs> um, so, well, I must say, I had the job I have enjoyed was look out for an army. Not a real one, you fool. Brackets. <laughs> I was this looking... Guy's bonkers. He's arguing with himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I argue with myself down my trousers, but whatever happens, I'm always the winner. <laughs> I was looking for the kids from the other street, and then when we saw them, we gave them a right good pelting with the conkers. Oh, and how we laugh when they screamed in pain as the spine stuck in their bodies. Ha, ha, ha. Bye, Johnny. P.S. And there's an idea for young Trevor to try, Russell. Matt, you could throw spiked objects at him and maybe you could laugh too. Good idea, Johnny. And to think you ridiculed that young man when he's come up with a brilliant suggestion like that. Luckily, there are no spiked objects or conkers or any natural things That's in a this bit spiky. artificial environment. Let's throw this. Quite spiky. It's sort of like the nib what of a that? pen. That's pen nib. always on there. Always look at it. I wonder if this is our god. Maybe we should... <laughs> Perhaps we should worship this thing. Perhaps we shouldn't be treating it with such disdain. Can I just explain that I'm not pressing a canned laughter button. We've actually just... Oh, yeah, some people have joined us in the studio competition winners ben and nina how are you ben i'm great thanks Russell. Yeah. did you so you won the sonic enigma while we were absent while me and matt was in germany obviously we didn't take trev for obvious reasons well the rolling stones stipulated that trevor lock should not be allowed anywhere near him they were worried about we potential sex attacks was what they were worried about ben <laughs> uh what was that what was the uh the sonic enigma that you got correct mate the answer it was set me free by the kinks set me free yeah. by the kinks oh so well done how do you feel about having to share mental space with a man who says oh there's a new moon i feel different this morning <laughs> it was, yeah it was quite a bad day for me i think yeah it is isn't it it must be like, i mean all right you've won the prize of coming in here but it's a, in many ways a double-edged sword because you're sort of saying i share psychological space with trevor lock <laughs> difficult difficult yeah, it was, it was i a... think you're ungrateful oh, oh no, no no not at all i love it it's brilliant oh, yeah. Yeah. You, know, well, you, just, you just change with the wind don't you yeah. <laughs> well you change with the moon trevor for like, why is that any more different you know trevor, was, that was, was the worst sonic enigma ever because even my suggestion was better than the answer. It was, actually. Why were there monkeys in it? There was no reason for there to be primates. Set me free. What? What's that got 
monkeys. Oh, oh yes. yeah, monkeys. Every Whenever you meet a monkey, it always the first thing it will do is demand its freedom. <laughs> oh, stop it. Liberty look. and monkeys. No, no, always oh. hand in hand. No, I'm saying look at the Statue of Liberty. The She's a monkey. She's a monkey we after all. Set me free <laughs> from my monkey. That's what I'm saying. Set me free from my own monkey. What do you mean you haven't got a monkey? <laughs> we you all have a monkey, Trevor. We've all got a monkey. Eat your fudge, Trevor. Stop claiming to be a monkey. of a human being. Half monkey, half really clever monkey. No, it's not, Trevor. You are entirely monkey. Half monkey. As you think that's a, and you think, oh, I'm so clever. Oh, I'm understanding a big theological idea about Monkeys divinity and, and primary. Monkeys are clever. Monkeys, are, yeah, oh, he's always, that's another thing he's always on about, isn't he? He's always on about that gorilla that he reckons was trying to communicate to a kitten or something. Do you remember that? He's no, always. No, yeah. no, that was a listener that came up with that. Trevor, we all know perfectly well that you scurry off to the lavatory, interfere with yourself, then send a text into the show saying, Trevor's doing well. It's terrible the way you boys bully him. I read a story once about a gorilla that loved a cat and it wore suspenders, so Trevor's not. That bad. Bye! Don't you? That gorilla pulled a sink off the wall and then blamed <laughs> it on the kitten with sign language. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to say. That's if you've just tuned in, yeah. that just sounds insane. If you've just tuned in, then good. You deserve that nonsense. Why have you just tuned in now? You've got the wrong radio station. For all you know, there's been a car accident, Trevor, and they're trying to cheer themselves up. <laughs> you horrible fiend. Let's put the pedal lid god back on there because ever since it's been moved, things have been weird in here. Also joining us are Joe, Kieran and Helen. Hello there. Hello. Right now, Kieran, Joe and Helen were at my gig last night. Kieran, you can be the spokesman for the group. Come up here, old bean. Now, uh, it was, I did a gig at a place called The Red Rose last night. A good gig, was it? It was an amazing gig. It was like a comedy happening. Comedy happening. Early Dylan kind of thing. Early Dylan so kind of thing. So did you all go home with Russell then? <laughs> <laughs> this is really odd that Why? you what's brought odd? members of your audience <laughs> last night with Why? you. Why? It's well, not odd at all because look what's happened. They were at my gig last night. What was my gig like? It was a comedy happening and <laughs> another hey. thing you've asked me to read out. <laughs> You've mispronounced happening, Kieran! <laughs> Matt, this is the beginning, this is the beginning of that cult thing that he often talks about, yeah, isn't he it? he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Let's not talk about the cult thing. He beguiled us, that's all. It was Did beguiling, he? wasn't it? But what about now, there was a bit, there was an awkward moment, because there's these people in the front row. I'm sure there were many awkward moments. <laughs> they, were, they were constructed, they were a happening. Okay. Those all, what you call an awkward moment, me and Kieran like to refer to as a happening trip. Okay. There were some people <laughs> talking in the, in the front row, and I sort of give them lots of opportunities to stop talking, please stop talking, please stop talking jokily please stop talking pretended to sit on the on the floor of the stage say right i'm not going to talk and then did loads of little jokes when they pleaded with me to start talking again then eventually after a lot of provocation they crossed the line didn't they, they? crossed the line yeah. in the sand and kept talking so i goes right i'm not going to do any more comedy till these people leave Right, and that was, was that, I was right to do that. You were right, right, right to it. It was righteous, definitely. I sort of I walked out. Oh, right. Was it? Because yeah. I because when he yeah. told me the story, I sort of thought I bet <laughs> someone whispered. <laughs> like, I'm leaving now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny. It was quite funny. Like no, it was. It was. I mean, it was a bit sort of because I felt all sort of tired and I was trying my hardest and I kept asking them about ten times to stop talking, really in nice ways, in funny ways, and I just thought I can't. They can't just keep talking. There's nothing I can do. Can to I just ask talking. you guys? Could you not hear Russell because they were talking so loudly? Yeah, but like, Answer you know, the question. Trevor, you're like a star partner. Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to him. Remember, cast your minds back. It's, it's about 10.30 last night. A man on stage talking into a microphone, which is plugged oh, into could, an amp. Trevor, you're not coming out of speakers. Trevor, <laughs> yeah, you, you are leading the witness. You're leading the witness. Who could you hear? The girls or him? Answer me now. Well, I could hear both. 
Ah, good, oh, see, good brilliant. Answer. All good your fails to manage justice, Trevor, have failed. <laughs> this is like the 70s when poor Irish people were in prison for nothing because of people like you. <laughs> right, yeah. And then so there was a bit where I walked out of the room. <laughs> I walked out of the room, didn't I? And then you there was did, a bit yeah. you came out to follow me, Kieran. Yeah. That was very nice uh, of you. Yeah, because I just felt so sorry for you. you know? Because I've been unjustly yeah, treated. Spreading, you know, they were chatting and then other people thought it was OK to chat. You know, now this I mean, they were so bored, these people. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing anything they could. we talk now? Good. <laughs> oh, thank God we could talk. Anything to distract us from that vile man droning on about his problems. That was a really good gig. It was really funny. But then when I came back in, it was really... I had to establish the atmosphere again. That yeah, was tricky. Did, yeah, but you want it back. Oh, I want it back. One back the room. It's ever so good. Okay, I'm convinced now okay, that Russell's sure. in the right. Yeah. Thank you very well, much. I'm convinced yeah. people Your presence like tells me that anyway. Yeah, because otherwise they wouldn't have come if I was truly a, an horrid If you're talking, yeah. you know... If anyone should utter a word in here... Oh! It's reminiscent of Nuremberg, but this is another one of those occasions where you thought, what would Hitler do now? What would Hitler do? He'd walk off. <laughs> Hitler would stand you, for that. No one spoke when he was speaking. No, they didn't, did they? You could always hear Hitler very clearly. Parts of the parts, of the parts, Oh, oh, it's nice, isn't it? Oh, he's taller than he is on the telly, isn't he? Oh, blimey. And he nice. Oh, he smells of daffodils. I wonder if I could touch him on the leg. <laughs> Things like that going on. Uh, there's, here is an email from Sebastian in Manchester. Was Trevor dropped on his head as a child? I think you should drop him on his head now to see if it sets him right. Also tell him, eat your fudge, Trev. Trevor, have you even eaten any fudge today? I haven't eaten any fudge. You dropped fudge. Were you dropped as a child, Trev? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm it's, not sure. It's weird because Trevor's family He's clearly no don't memory. like him much. They don't like. He goes. He, they didn't go to school sports days. They didn't go to parents' evenings. It seems as if from the moment they were that Trevor was born, they tried to distance themselves from it as if it was a stain on a mattress. Just like, how can we get away from this event? That was sort of the attitude, <laughs> wasn't it, Trev? No, my mum and dad loved me. Oh come on, Trev! How could anybody love you? You ridiculous little creature. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor! I love you, Trevor. I love your little face. I love the way you lie and trick Italian girls. I love your drains with the dead flesh mills. Oh, Trevor! Oh, Trevor! Ever so clever, how can we not adore you? How could we abhor you for murdering its shouts following your base instincts? Are you trying to uh, get a job on some sort of West End musical? No, no, but if you are listening, Cameron McIntosh, I'd just like to say, hip hip hooray, lovely day, mammy, swanny, what do you do now? <laughs> what gives you that impression? Now, what you are missing there is the ridiculous dance of the companies, that nonsense. Yeah. That dance, Trevor, is a mating ritual. And yes. if you are not attracted by that... We're not of the same species, are we, Russ? I don't think we no, are. It would be a crime, crime if we copulated. Because I wasn't created on a Petri dish. Two people who loved each other very briefly <laughs> in a very difficult way add it off and then it was too late to do anything about it. His dancing looks like someone in a flick book. <laughs> <laughs> that, that it's got no rhythm to it. It's just like a <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it feels like that. I just wish I could turn the page. This is from Abby, dearest Russell, Matt, and Cocky Locky. I used to work in a very posh shoe shop where we earned commission on the expensive shoes. A few weeks after joining, a lady came in, and all my colleagues said she was a regular and would buy, uh, often buy several pairs of these expensive Italian leather shoes. Being greedy, I staked my claim on this customer. She pointed out all the shoes she wanted to try on, and I did the beautiful thing and bore the shoes out from the stockroom. As I knelt down her feet to place the shoes on her feet, as we were required to do, I realised that the gnarled, veiny feet were not those of a delicate woman, but were in fact the rather horrid feet of a trans tight vest. Oh, interesting bit of spelling. I looked back to see my colleagues laughing at my misfortune. Love you all, Abby. Now, is that an email that victimises innocent transvestite people? No. 
Isn't it? Not little really. bit. Little bit. Not well, really. But she doesn't say she had the feet of a man. She said she had the feet of a transvestite, as if the, that third gender's got some its own specific feet. type of feet, as if they've got raven's claws <laughs> or trotters or hooves or some kind of thing. You're quite right, Matt, and I, I consider that to be a prejudice. But Abby, you're a friend of the show. But it's commission, isn't it? You're on commission. Doesn't you're on matter commission. who buys them. Don't matter. Yeah, I suppose if if Satan came in, Matt, you would quite happily bind up his foot on a sandal if you thought there'd be fifty yeah, p in a lollipop. Let's judge me, Russell Brand, fan of Hitler. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Hitler. I'm just if saying. Hitler came in for some shiny new boots to crush people with. <laughs> you go, oh yes, Mr. Hitler. I've read all your books. <laughs> I really like my struggle. It must have been hell of a struggle. Why don't people listen to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's very difficult in that castle. I'm very bored. And the Munich Putsch. Why people not listen then? I give them such a good chance. The straws are too tight. I'm sorry, Mr. Hitler. I'm sorry. I'll just scurry out back. Perhaps you'd like to try one of these stilettos and walk up and down. My back lower, lower. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> oh, do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hiller? Come on, Karen McIntosh, come on. So, uh, Matt, you were saying earlier about when you had a job in a well known high street chemist chain. I did. So, what was the difficulty in that job? Sounds like a good opportunity for a young man. Uh, me and my friend. <laughs> do you remember when? Uh, that high street chemist, it might as well just Boots. Sit. Other chemists are available. Boots used to sell CDs. I don't know if they still yeah, do. Yeah, I think some of them do, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, me and my do. friend, I'm ashamed to say, I was very near Russell's drug barella. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shoplift from Boots in Dartford. And so yet you want you to be treated with the, the overpriced army. music selections, yeah. 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 Oh, did you say overpriced? Are you coming out in support of me? Uh, not really, no. Are you going to come out at all, Trev? Because we all know. <laughs> I once I once spent £15.99 on an Elton John LP. Why? Well, I had a gift voucher from Boots. And that if someone saying, threw it at you out of a window, you should have ducked. someone gave you a gift voucher, so you didn't spend it, did you really? No, I spent my gift voucher. Yeah. How much was the gift voucher for? I don't know, but... They I don't come for £15.99. It was probably... So I someone's lying. <laughs> <laughs> someone's lying, Trev. Probably I had to spend I don't know if it's you or Elton or money. David Furnish, I but one of his own. It's one of those stories that's got everything, isn't it? <laughs> it's got it all, and it's like the boot story. Oh, who could forget Trevor Locke's boot through a skylight classic? That is oh. an iconic story, It's mate. a brilliant tale. It's one of the great stories. It's one a great of the great image, stories. a big boot coming through a skylight. Great image, great. Even better if that boot then came girl. down and smashed your skull in, so oh, you couldn't report it. any of these ridiculous anecdotes. What are you afraid of? What are you scared of? I'm scared of you ruining our radio show with your tedious, droning talk. Audrey yarns about nothing. I had a gift voucher, had to supplement it, of course, with five ninety nine of my own pennies, and expect people to listen to this tripe. I don't know. You make your own mind up. You yeah, see, well, we'll we will. We'll see what the message boards are telling We'll see what the message boards. We'll see what the message boards. What are the message boards honestly going to say about that? Um, Elton John, which album? Was it? <laughs> I mean, well, this is It's a bit steep. Yellow Brick Road's my favourite. Oh, I like sacrifice. I like sacrifice. There's no sacrifice. This, this the only sacrifice is innocent Italian girls and the English language being mangled up by Trevor Locke and his libido. Matt, right. would you like to. Um, why don't you tell us the rest of your story? Mate, when yes. finished well, anyway, yeah, I, I was a shoplifter from there. I, actually, I used to. Were you I any good at shoplifting? No, I was terrible. Black bottle, did you? Scared, and also mm. the people I was with I, were man manipulatable, and I used to say, "You do the shoplifting." Yeah, like Obi Wan. The sand people. I don't think I'd be <laughs> able to get that T Rex CD. Do you think you would? Those tapes. It was nicking tapes. Nick the T Rex so tape. But anyway, the sand people are very mistrustful folks. But then later on, a few uh, a little uh, while later, I uh, got. 
you know when you have to do a Christmas oh, job. Oh, isn't it awful Christmas to do a job. job at Boots? So they just take on anyone because they're so busy. Desperate. We'll take on so, anyone. We won't go for the usual procedures. Just open the floodgates. Let any more yeah. on have a job. So, so you, you were a beneficiary I was of that. There, obviously, the queue waving. Yeah. Woo! Want to try? And uh, this, and so I got the job, and then. This lady, who's an undercover store detective, who sort of just wears normal clothes and when a bum bag with a radio in it, she recognised me, but I was already working well, there. Well, she's right? hold on, she's got a job, and she's gone, oh, I've got a job, and she's that thinking, guy. that's that bloke who used to nick stuff. That's the chuckling puppeteer behind those morons. Nick stuff, why didn't she nick you? Because she could, well, because it's... Trevor, you can't just go, pop a person oh, in I, your pocket and then sell him down the market. No, you know what I mean. If she's the store detective and she's worth it... Don't use the word nick. Just with a different meaning in such close proximity. I'm a poet. That's what I do. I go for the rhythm. That's it's what like I you go, always, always looking for the rhythm in there. Always looking for the rhythm. Now listen. Oh, oh yeah. I was, the rhythm. The rhythm I was wearing life. a boot. I put it in my boot and then I booted it up my boot. It's just confusing. <laughs> well, boot doesn't have two meanings. Yes, it, it does. Anyway, she got Boots the chemist. Back. Boot the verb. Boot the noun. She boot got... the verb to smoke heroin. Shut There's up. loads of noun. Uh, let me just finish this ruddy story. Come on, Matt. What happened next? And anyway, she every time I left that place, she searched me. And, uh, Cavity search? No, but nearly. Like, really? I had to take my shoes and socks off. Awful. She had to take my belt off and she had to go like that around my thing. She looked inside she went, my what, pen. She ran her finger around the rim of your belt? Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, she she go, I know who you are. I know like who that. you are, Dad. She, she was she's an old son. lady. She was a menace. Um, well, she was an old lady, but she was a menace. Yeah, and then she'd like, even, the like, get a biro, uh, or, like a pen, unscrew it, and look down in case I'd rolled up money and put Blimey, it Blimey! You'd have to be a brilliant. That's like as if you worked in a diamond factory or something. Yeah, or well, you, I was, yeah, or in New Jack that. City, manufacturing yeah. cocaine. I wasn't kept on after January. Well, yeah, I thought, right, that was horrible goes. Job, that. Down with the Christmas balloons, that boy. Down with a momentary festival, a momentary embrace of an old pagan idea. We we'll put Matt uh, Morgan aside. We've admitted to some terrible things. We have on this radio show. Do you know that Leslie Douglas controls? of Radio 2 has to have regular conversations with tabloid newspapers so they don't run stories like Russell Brand AIDS like claim things like that like earlier from earlier on in the uh, earlier on in the show yeah good protect well, us. Some of I mean Trevor doesn't admit to anything well Trevor should be in prison by rights from, from just to the, from today's show booting people right in the, if I booted someone in the sky like Trev I'd expect to serve five years for it should we have a little bit of mood how do you feel people in the show how do you feel you're in a good mood yeah you enjoy it what are you people over yeah. here Ooh, yeah let's create some atmosphere whoa hello it's going wild here yeah okay yeah crazy should we listen to what we're gonna do Jay Jane's addiction, being called stealing. Shame on you, Matt Morgan. Shame on you! Yeah, listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Matt Morgan. He's in charge of the buttons. You're right there, Matty Morgan. Yes, very well. Here with Cocky Trevor Lucky. Cocky Trevor Lucky. How are you feeling, Sir Jane? Oh, very unhappy. Why well, are you so unhappy, though, Trevor? I don't know. I just, you know, just got that feeling that I'm going to die. Yeah, well, you are. I know. Yeah. But, you know, perhaps not today. Who knows? Well, perhaps not be. today. You've got your washing machine fixed. No. It's the main thing. Why don't so, you get things done? Why don't you, Trevor? always busy. Eat your fudge, Trevor. We've, the, the, um, our guests, Kieran, Joe, and Helen, have bought some fudge. Brownies. It's, fudge, it's just cheap brownies from. Oh, ungrateful oh. pig! Ungrateful. Eat them eat, all. Right, eat right. some brownies. Hey, make him eat a brownie. Take him some brownie. Here and make him eat them. He Push it into his mouth. <laughs> Push it in. <laughs> Trevor, is that nice? Mm -mm. Trump it, Trump what? it up, Trev. <laughs> Trevor, push more. Kieran, that's right, pushing. The, the, fudge is, the brownie is being pushed into his mouth. <laughs> Trevor, you are resisting food. We will put an intravenous chip into his arm if we have to. Why are you not eating it? Because he hasn't done an aeroplane or a choo-choo train. Do a choo-choo train for him, Kieran. Oh, Do a choo-choo. Uh, Make him eat the same bit. Don't waste any more. Pick out the bit he's already in his mouth. Your perversion. He spat <laughs> it onto the floor. He's oh, using it as a like perversion slimy. for his forums, mate. You're right. It's all slimy. He's touching Trevor's bit. Choo-choo! Here come the train. Here come the train, Trev. 
open the tunnel for the train. Good boy. Is that a nice trip? It's, it's alright, is it? I, I don't think this is going to win us any awards. Say your name and... Force feeding a man. Well, you know, they do it in prison. <laughs> are you alright, Trevor? No. What's the matter? People are force feeding me cheap f items of um, confectionery. Why are you keep saying cheap? It's offending. You're it. offending Kieran. People come in and bring he us presents. He didn't make it. He didn't. He's not making a fortune out of overpriced, um, you know, coffee accessories. What the hell is wrong oh, with I don't that? Like the rise and rise of the coffee, coffee outlets. So coffee doesn't wear a bow around its neck. Coffee doesn't wear a bracelet. What's wrong with you, Trevor? I'm just saying it's overpriced, isn't it? People are making a fortune. Well, you said it was millionaires. cheap. You said it was cheap. It's overpriced. Trevor, it's cheap to make, but it's overpriced. He's got. In one hand, in the palm of one oh, hand, yeah, yeah. he's got a piece of brownie. In the palm of the other hand, he's got his own testicles. <laughs> what kind of a man are you? He stood there with arms splayed open like Christ, scrotum taut. You are truly a desperate individual, Trevor Lock. So anyway, I wanted to tell you about this thing. Right, last uh, like the last time I did um, that show I do for Big Brother, right? Uh, a, a guy came on it and did Tai Chi. Did any of you see that show? Uh, um, his name's uh, Master Sue, and I really liked him. He was dead funny because like uh, he's doing Tai Chi and. One imagines your, super, your initial response to Chai Chi this is a spiritual thing, isn't it? I mean, my uh, understanding is it's an embrace of the energies of the universe and stuff, and you move through the, uh, you employ the energy of the universe to defend yourself, to make yourself healthy and stuff like that. But this Master Sue, he really cracked me up. As soon as I met him, he goes, hey, Russell, I like you, I like you. And I goes, oh, thanks, Master Sue, nice, nice, nice to meet you. He goes, he goes, you try Tai Chi, Tai Chi, keep you nice and young, it keep you young. And, and then, like, he sort of, he bent his arm up, like Popeye would, sort of, you know how you bend your arm up to show when Matt Morgan shows you he's to sort of tense up a bicep. He tenses it really tight, right? And then he goes, pinch my skin, pinch my skin, feel how tight my skin is, pinch my skin. I goes, you're in the Tai Chi, you're not boastful and vain, right? It's serene, sort of, is it? It's not serene, but a really brilliant man. Pinch my skin! Why does he pinch want you to my pinch, skin? You, pinch your skin? To show how tall his skin is. Pinch my skin, pinch but my skin! But if you skin. do that, your skin is tall, isn't it? Not as tall as Master Sue's, Trev, let me tell you, really tall. And that's why we've got Master Sue on the phone now. Master Sue, hello? Hello. Hello there, mate. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's nice to have you on the radio. Did you enjoy being on the television programme the other day? Oh, so much. I really enjoy it. You are so, so good. So, you think so I'm funny. really good? Do you, <laughs> what, what do you think we can all... like? I'm here with my friends Trevor Locke and Matt Morgan. Matt and Trevor, say hello to Master Sue. Hello, Master Sue. Hello, hello Master hello, Sue. Sir. But, um, so, Tai Chi, how, could it, how does it benefit people to do Tai Chi, Master Sue? Uh, then how what? How does it help people and benefit people to do Tai Chi? Well, you know, you become very supple, you become very fit, Do you? very strong, and most of all, you become a very serene, quiet person. But you weren't all serene and quiet <laughs> when I met you. You were like, boasting like Noel Gallagher, like that's but instead of I've got you. <laughs> but you were going instead of like Noel Gallagher. Whenever you meet me, all right, I've got loads of money. I've got loads of money. Oh, James Blunt, I've got more money than him. I've got more money than anybody in the world, right? Instead of that, you're going pinch my skin, pinch my skin, <laughs> like that, dead aggressive. <laughs> Would you say pinch my skin now, so everyone can hear you say it? Huh? Oh, pinch my skin. <laughs> <laughs> say it again, say it again. Pinch my skin. <laughs> a really good catchphrase. It's a really good catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Let's, can we record it? It's a jingle. We should definitely get that recorded. It's well fun. Let's make a movie. <laughs> okay, yeah. There could be spin-offs. There could be pinch my skin dancers, the pinch my skin rap. And we're on to pinch my skin. This is where it begins. We're going to pinch my belly on skin. Nice when white people rap. Okay, so, um, okay, yeah, um, well, yeah, Miss Master Sue, perhaps me, Matt and Trev should all have a Tai Chi lesson with you. Yeah, no problem. How much is it an hour? Oh, 
very expensive. Yeah, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, uh, what sort of a lifestyle do you live, Master Suit? It seems to me that you're like some sort of like, yeah, you do Tai Chi, but you're living like a hip-hop star. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, well, perhaps, uh, I'll tell you what, why don't you, in the week, we'll come for a Tai Chi lesson, and then next week, come on the show, maybe. Would that be fun? Okay. Yeah. Master Sue coming, Matt, why did you look down? Matt, when I said this to Matt, Matt looked at his own winky. I did not look to the wire of my headphones. And they are one and the same thing. That is the tragedy for Matt Morgan. He's a cyborg, he's listening to his own genitalia all day long. And what's it saying? Still things from boots. So, uh, okay then, Master Sue. Master Sue. Master Sue, Master Sue won't be confused, he's in touch with the, is it all about being in touch with the energy of the universe? It is, yes. Good. Now, oh, Trevor's always coming out of rubbish like um, that he's affected by the moon and like, he feels sad because of the moon. He wish he could have the moon as his girlfriend. He thinks that the moon's touching him on his back pocket. Are these things true? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that, Master Sue. Master Sue knows a lot of stuff, mate. You should see him. He's 62. He looks ever so young. Really? Really young. Has like he got he's... young skin? He's, you, should, you should try pinching his skin. It's ever so tight, isn't it, Master Sue? <laughs> Yes, and all from 10 minutes a day. All from 10 really? minutes a day? 10 oh. minutes a day, is that what you have to do? Oh, I'm into it now. Yes. Right, see, 10 oh, minutes a day man. of Tai Chi. Okay, Master Sue, thanks very much, Thank and you. thanks for giving us your time. Say it one more time. Oh, we say pinch my skin once more. Pinch my skin. <laughs> <laughs> Master Sue there. Thanks, Master Sue. We'll be meeting him next week. He's going to be on the show. It's going to be right, fantastic. Bye-bye. Bye, Master yeah, bye -bye. Sue. Bye-bye. Love you, love you. Nice to talk to you. Cheers. This is Six Music with me, Russell Brand, Matty, Matty Morgan, Trevor Locke, our competition winners, Ben and Nina. How's it going, Ben and Nina? You alright? Yeah, thanks. good, thanks. Nice to have you here. Are you proud of him for winning that Sonic Enigma? Very proud. Or maybe a little bit ashamed? <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, shame, complicated emotion. So, um, what do you think of Trevor Locke now that you've seen him in the flesh? He's interesting, isn't he? Yeah. Noel Gallagher <laughs> describes him as a sort of say, sort of like he's like Alan Jones. We think he's like Alan Bennett, but sort of a bit younger. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Yeah, Clark Kent. Take your glasses. Yeah. yeah. But when he takes off his glasses, no, he doesn't no, become no, like Superman. <laughs> he just becomes more of a threat because, you know, once they're off, there's nothing stopping him shaking his head wildly like a dog with a rag doll. Dirty little <laughs> devil. <laughs> Any views on it? Uh, Kieran, Joe, and Helen, you, you've brought some things to torment Trevor with, is that true? A few items that we can find. What are they? Uh, they are. Uh, they're going a through a bag. Thong. A lady's thong. Yeah. Has it ever been worn? It has. Is it yours? A little bit turned on. <laughs> okay, Trevor, what put do you that want to do with that? Yeah, I want you to wear it. What's Where? this other thing? A Around recorder. My... Where do you want me to put that? Okay, come on, Mike, Kieran. Yeah. Come up here with me. So, tell the listeners what you've got. Uh, a recorder, a lady's thong, which is like cheese wire, and some. Uh, Rare. It will be like cheese wire wire once he's had a go. So you've got some rare chilies. Yeah. Matt will like Matt, Matt in the middle go, give those chilies, all of those chilies, I can eat anything, I can eat anything I can. That's exactly how I talk. <laughs> Have one, Matt. I've got indigestion. no, I've got really bad indigestion. Right. Right. Trevor, put on this lady's thong and play that recorder, Trevor. <laughs> Take off your trousers and panties and put on that lady's thong and play your recorder. No, let's make him go in the street again. All right, yeah. dress like that. No. Go, go and busk with that go recorder. Busk. But in the thong, in the thong. <laughs> Make him wear the thong, everyone, on, shall Trev. we? Trevor, not over your trousers, you gutless coward. Get right. Try, time now for Trevor's Sonic Enigma. Trevor, let's, uh, what is the Sonic Enigma? They've done well, a jingle like every week. That now for the answer away until we've heard it. Now time for a ridiculous, indulgent jingle that Trevor will have devised. Let's let's all be patiently listen to this junk. You can't hear it. You won't be able to hear it because it's not canned. It's Trevor, we've heard it before. Sonic Enigma, Sonic Humor. It's vaguely Sigur Ross like, I'll give you that. Yeah, but it's just cool. Oh, who's that? Who is that? Oh, what's that? 
Oh, I don't know about culture. Boring, indulgent rubbish. Trevor. Naturally, Matt and I recorded one of our own, which far more accurately gives you an impression of what the hell was going on that day. Well, I'm worried about Trevor. He's come home claiming to be a mod. He's dressed like Phil Spector. Oh, no! He'll probably do a murder next. I've been Lockie's father and worried about Trevor Locke. So lock my wife outside Trevor. Worry me. I'm very worried about him, too. Why did he try and be a mod for? Then he was smoking those tablets. Then he said he was the devil and crashed and lost in Allegro. He's an aggressive boy, Sue Locke. He's a hideous boy and obviously our family are a long line of rockers, so that's why we don't get on with him. There's going to be disparity. So no more Trevor Locke's crawl out of you. I'm going to neutralise your womb juice with toothpaste. Come on, Sue Locke. Open up. Here comes the paste. Brush, brush, fresh, fresh, blue stripe, white. Now we've got the more Trevor Locke's womb juice. See? That nice. Make any sense yes, at all. it does. You Just can neutralise people's womb juice with toothpaste, I think. That's what I read anyway. I think I read that somewhere. I think I, think I saw I've it in the What's the matter, Matt? Have you seen what I've just been watching? Trevor! <laughs> Trevor's putting a thong on over his boxer shorts! Trevor, why are you wearing a thong? Are you some sort of a perv? Yeah. Get out there and bust. Oh, right. <laughs> Trevor, get out onto the street and busk with your- Let's say, Trevor, have a practice with your recorder while you're here, see tuck, if you're any good at it. Tuck your shirt into your pants. Tuck your shirt into your pants! <laughs> tuck it in! <laughs> right, tucky tucky! <laughs> He's actually quite good. Trevor, you'll be rich. You'll be richer than John Steinbeck, the richest author in the Dust Bowl. Go on, play a bit more. Really soothing. I can see why the recorder is such a popular instrument. Yeah. It's good, Trev. Okay, alright, alright, enough now. So does everyone here Stop think it. it would be a good idea for Trevor to go outside and busk on the streets? On Oxford Street, none of this, not round here. Go to London Oxford Street, oh, well maybe, we don't need to go too far. Trev, take your phone, get out there and busk your little nuts off. Perhaps G, G might drive you in his car, Mr G the Poet's here, he might drive you in his car, I'm somewhere just, I'm just busy. i go home, I think. Don't you dare, Trevor, don't you let down your listeners. Now, but first, we'll write, Trevor, describe to any poor souls who have not listened to this show before what the Sonic Enigma is. Well, the Sonic Enigma is a soundscape that I've created <laughs> that, if you can unlock, will reveal to you a well-known song title. The only thing that needs you to be unlocked right, is this radio show. Then you can come in here next week and see how we do this show. Great prize, isn't it, Ben and Nina? Well, yeah. What a prize. Let's listen to his latest effort. Let's listen to the latest tawdry oh, effort. Oh, push! Oh, oh. <laughs> we always knew this would happen, didn't we, Matt? That one day he'd go too far and we'd lose him. <laughs> what is that, Trevor? I don't know. That's not how it should have been. Trevor, turn your phone off, eat some fudge, play your recorder. What's wrong with you today? It's, it's Luke. If you know what that is, you belong in a hospice. <laughs> Text 64046 or email russell.6music at bbc.co.uk. You don't even speak in that one, Trevor. It's just you. 
Sounds like fighting with yourself. Trevor, oh, go outside, play the recorder, and then if anyone challenges you, like the police, because you've got that, say, pinch my skin. <laughs> pinch my skin! <laughs> the only thing you're allowed to say. Your only thing, oh, Trevor, you get out there in those streets, and I want to hear you say, pinch my skin to four people, and one of those people must be homeless. On two conditions. Go on. Don't, don't um, hide my trousers or take Of course we won't. We won't, will we? No, no, no. We wouldn't do that. Any other conditions, Trev, for us to ignore? Uh, there's another one. I can't remember what it is. Right. Why don't you take your trousers with you in a carrier bag? <laughs> <laughs> no, leave them here just in case, in case a thief thieves them. <laughs> right, so Trevor, you go out in those streets. If you live in London... So unhappy, I can't believe you made It's me good, you look lovely. Go butterflies. That butterfly thong makes you look so sexy, Trevor. He's wearing it over his pants and he's got his little boots on. <laughs> take your recorder, Trevor! And take your camera because we want evidence that things happened. Maybe would someone go with him? Like who's going to accompany him? Would you three? Perhaps you three accompany Trevor. Okay, Helen, Kieran, and Joe are going to accompany Trevor onto the streets. Take some uh, photos of him on your phone. Take photos with him and ring Trevor. We're going to ring you up on your phone. Do you, does he need to take? Is it, we, we know his phone. We can call his phone. Does it work? Yes. All right, we'll ring you up in a minute, Trevor. We expect you to be busking and don't come back to you've earned twelve pounds. And don't let him make twelve pounds. Don't let him make friends with you. No, don't be friendly to him. He'll see it as a, a sexual opportunity. And make sure he says. Pinch my skin! Out there. Pinch right. my skin. Pinch my skin, he's back in here. Trevor, get out there! Look, I've got to get my thing, haven't I? What thing? Oh, the Christ. Pass, you're not supposed to be able to detach that, Trevor. No wonder you're so bitter. BBC pass, which should be taken off you. You shouldn't have that BBC like that. pass. What are you thinking? Get what kind of there. What kind of example are you people <laughs> to people at the BBC? He's straight out. He's proud of himself. He's enjoying this. He's a pervert. Of course, Kieran, Joe, and Helen, and uh, Trevor Locke are in the outside world now uh, to uh, do Trevor Locke's busking stunt. Is that, uh, Adam? Have you got Trevor Locke up? Yeah. Right. Let's have a listen. Trevor, you're right. He's not Trevor. He's he's off dancing. He's he's like running free like a child. Kieran, this uh, is you, is it? It is. Yeah. So he's running free like a child. Are you? He's just, just like a travelling tinker, basically. He's like a travelling tinker. No, are you photographing him, mate? Yeah, I've got loads of photographs of him. Yeah, he's just approaching people, but people are moving away awkwardly from him. <laughs> that, 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 that happens to him when he's in his normal regalia, let alone... He's talking to someone now, hang on. Right, okay, to pass us over to Trevor, let's see what he's doing. He's got to okay, pinch my skin. Trevor, what are you doing? Hello? Trevor, you're making a fool of yourself, what are you doing? Oh, that's a surprise, isn't it, walking around in my pants and a thong. Kieran says your behaviour's embarrassing, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm playing my flute. Go on, on then. Uh, let me hear the person you're talking to. Are you talking to some passers-by? I was, yeah, and she's walked off. Run after her, Trevor. Trevor, run after her. Run up to someone, I'm say- I she's laughing now. Run after her. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright. Look, I'm friendly, she's smiling now. She's smiling, right, Trevor, put her, put, give her to the phone. Can you, can you speak to my friend who's on describe, the radio? Describe. Do you, know, do you watch that programme about Big Brother's Big Mouth? Descri to describe uh, what yeah, she says. it's him. It's him. Always. Right, always watch it. You don't have to always watch it, dear. Now, what is Trevor Locke doing? Hello. Hello? Hello. Um, he's telling me to listen to you on the phone. Ah, oh, good. Okay, um, would you, what's your name, madam? My name's Flavia. Flavia? Yeah. Hello, my love. Would you, um, tell Trevor, would you tell Trevor that he's, there's something that he's supposed to say to you and make him say it very loudly? Say, Trevor, what are you supposed to say? Trevor, Trevor what are you supposed to say to me? Apparently you're supposed to say, it, to say it really, really loudly. Pinch my skin. Not like that! Tell him not like that! Tell him to do it properly! Like that. Pinch <laughs> my skin, Flavia. Do it in the right voice. Do it in the right voice, Trevor! In the right voice, apparently. Pinch my skin! Pinch my skin! <laughs> Louder, Trevor! Pinch Louder, he said! Pinch my skin, <laughs> Now, tell him to bellow it and run off up the road, screaming it. Pinch my skin right on my little butt butt. Uh, Trevor, you've adapted it, you pervert, to make yourself turned off! Flavia, are you alright? Okay. Flavia, did he touch you? <laughs> What's he doing? Is he frightening you? Hello? Is it, did he frighten you, Flavia? 
No, he didn't frighten me, but he wanted to answer my phone. He wanted to answer your phone? Yeah. Is that him playing the recorder now? Sorry? Well, tell me what he's wearing, Flavia. What's he wearing? Mm. Uh, What's he wearing, dear? A butterfly thong. A butterfly thong. thong. <laughs> what a pervert. <laughs> Why is he doing that, do you think? Uh, he's he's just looking at me laughing. Do you think there might be something wrong with him? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he might be insane in the membrane. No. <laughs> okay, just get him to do one more pinch my skin very loudly. If then if you can do one more time, pinch my skin very loudly. Pinch my skin, Flavia, pinch my skin! Right now, run, tell him, give him his phone back and tell him to run down the street. Flavia, tell him to run down the street saying pinch my skin. Who? Me? No, yeah, him. Both of you, run down the road together saying pinch my skin. Flavia, come back to the studio with Trevor. Get Trevor. Trevor, come back on the phone. Flavia, give the phone to Trevor. This is mixed carnage. Give the phone to Trevor, woman. Fade them down, Matt. Fade them down. They're out of control. We've lost that. What on earth was wrong with Trevor? Why does he do things like that? Do you I don't know. Is it for attention? I don't know what, Did we, what have we done wrong? I think we've given him everything. We tried so hard with him, but we've offered just... him friendship, warmth. Because when we met him, he was little more than a hobo. But he's wearing a thong and he's in the street. Why is he doing what? that? Why, do, why won't anyone in their right mind do that? Trevor, lock your back. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm, you know, it's cheered me up actually. This is a cure for you know the blues. <laughs> a cure for the blues. Yeah. It's uh, certainly a cure for erotica. Still, I don't think I'll ever have it off again. Having seen you with that butterfly clamped to your unmentionables. <laughs> so you brought Flavia back with you. Hello, Flavia. 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 <laughs> Sorry, dear. That's all right. So, uh, what did you think when you first saw cocky Trevor Lockie? I was mad. Well, you're not a million miles from the truth, are you? <laughs> Did he, did he, he didn't at any point try and touch you, did he? No, he didn't. Was he, he was a gentleman? He was. Was oh. he? Did you pinch his skin? I did, a couple of times. Where did you taught? pinch me? Or was it like grey, old, sad skin? <laughs> grey, old, sad skin, like a dishcloth, wasn't it? Um, yes, it was. Dirty, horrible skin. <laughs> horrible skin. Did Wait, I, just to, to tell them where you pinched me the first time. Um, it was on your left bottom, I think. Left, left bottom? How many bottoms have you got? <laughs> you are a freak, Trevor Most people only have one bottom. I he, gave her a choice, Russ. <laughs> Very, very decent of him. Yeah. He was just moving his bum side to side so fast it looked like he had to. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, he just wiggling erotically with his recorder. Thank you for coming up. What a nice, what a nice tribe of people we've got. Let's all make some atmosphere. Yeah! Woo! Oh, look at all that genuine atmosphere. <laughs> Flavor, you create more atmosphere than a million people. Yay! So how come you're so good at creating atmosphere? Uh I didn't know I did. You do, you really create good atmosphere. Now I know I can. Well, yeah, you can go anywhere you like <laughs> in the world. You create and just create atmosphere, you'd be excellent. Turn up at funerals, it'll be a laugh. What are you doing today? Well, I'm at work just around the corner. Where do you work? What do you do? Studio 120. What do you do there? Person. Sales, what are you selling? Photos. Oh, hello, I'd like uh, a photo. What, were, what were they polished turds? Yes. Oh no, is that what does that mean? That means like say you're like your marriage is failing, you're thinking, right, let's get a portrait of my wife looking all nice in soft focus, really? having her hair done. Yeah. We tried nice. to get that done once, didn't we, Matt? To help no. our marriage. Yes we did. Do you remember we Only did for a laugh. Yeah, I know, it's not for our marriage, we're not even married, but like, you know, we did try and get our photos done. Is that what well, it is then? It wasn't at our studio, was it? No. Studio one twenty three. Where is it? Margaret Street or something? No, right across you. How did it one Flavia, tell us how you sell it, right? I'll be a person, you phone up, I'll be a person that's trying to get, like, you know, that you're selling it to. Hello? Who's this? My name is Little Lady. Little Lady? How yeah. can I help you? I want to buy something because my marriage is all really bad. <laughs> Make me look pretty. Of course I can do that. Why you take Mickey Mick out of my thoughts for? Does <laughs> um, it sound funny? Well, um, will you sell me something then, Flavia? 
Yeah, sure. What kind of fighters are you looking for? Well, listen, you're making the customer do all the work. Yeah, but no, you're going to tell me what you're looking for. Um, uh, I really want to look erotic and like a dirty, dirty pervert. <laughs> okay. I was thinking, if you could photograph me, me, I got some Lego, I got some sticks, I got all the Lego and the sticks, I'm making something like a dinky dinky. No, put... I, I think we've lost what? him again. Well, oh, come on. I thought <laughs> it's a good exercise. Insane. I just wanted to, all right, then you be the person. Put the phone down on you. Hello, uh, hello. Have... I'd like to have a photo done in which I look better looking than I actually am. Can you help me? Of course I can. All you need to do is just come in. We'll do your makeup for you. How long is your hair? It's you want um, to down to my. It's just beyond my shoulders. Okay, so maybe we can. Is it curly at the moment? We can straighten it, like it, Axel Rose. Or... Yes, I'd like to look like Axel Rose. You behave like him, you egomaniac. <laughs> uh, do you have any sea salt spray? Of course we do. Okay. Do you have all that? So you actually give them a makeover? Yeah. Do they? And what? Oh, that's weird, isn't it? How long do they come in for a day? Uh, Normally between no, it is quite a long. Don't laugh, Adam. It takes a couple. Yeah, Adam, don't yeah. laugh. Something it takes a day, Adam. It takes five to six hours actually. And, and is anyone ever coming? You just go. I can't. Sorry, we cannot no. help you. No. There's nothing we can no. do for you. Just put a bag on your head or start seeing prostitutes no. or something. Come on, we're not that cruel. We can help anybody. We can make everyone um, look beautiful. And what about do you do kids and couples yeah, and stuff like that? Kids, family. Couples. Have you ever done pets? Oh, no, Trevor. What do you want to get done? One of your dead pets, one of your dead fish, one of your dead hamsters. Okay, it's time for a bit of the old newsy poos, ain't it? I yeah. mean, no, that's, that seems like the world's being destroyed at the moment. Let's throw the news a bit more seriously. <clears throat> Here is the news, but let's stick together, eh? Come on, here's the news. Come on. Right, okay, well, that was uh, Born to Run. So, what a show we're having. Trevor, why are you reading your messages on your phone? I've got another response from Luke. He said, Trevor, I will give you the thrashing of a lifetime at anything. Challenges, fights, being a Katie Mellower fan, sex, anytime, with you, any place, married, you get, get a room, get a God. room, hopefully with padded walls, a pair of psychos. Oh, Trevor, which she's not coming on the show. Don't we keep talking she about is. Katie Mellower? She, we are in negotiations, <laughs> and they have advanced. <laughs> they have advanced. <laughs> they have not advanced. They, they have proceeded, Trevor, because they're worried about you. No, because Naz, who works at that restaurant around Naz the corner from the Queen's Arms on Denham Street, yeah, oh yeah, she's oh, yeah. got That's a friend who's got a friend who works for a record company. Got a friend, he's got a friend. Yeah, the only person she, in this anecdote who hasn't got a friend is you, Trevor, <laughs> and you never will have. Trevor, he works for MTV. Yeah. That's the way it gets. Get daft sods. Friends of friends who work in restaurants. A friend of a friend who works just in a once, restaurant. Just Global once. corporation. Just we work for the BBC, nice. MTV, Endemol, nice. Channel 4, and you think, oh, I know someone who works down in Nags Head. Just What's wrong with you? Just once it'll be nice to have a guest on this show, what I've got in here, without having to recourse to your showbiz connections. Trevor, I, why have you taken your thumb off? And why, why have you done it? Put it back on. Under your flies. Put your thumb back on. You're embarrassing everybody. I can't right. put it back on because it's been on your face. Trevor, my face is cleaner than your ghoulies and my face has never committed a crime and this comedy's a crime, baby. And you probably would have it made one because you're such a bore. It's time now for Matt Morgan's Cultural Review, which I think we've brilliantly made a jingle for, haven't we? Let's have a listen to that. Share the headphones around, guys. You don't want to miss this. Do you want to explain your jingle before it? Mm, well, yeah. Matt's supposed to review things culturally. What he's supposed to do is go and see a cultural event. What he's not supposed to do is betray his closest friend. Let's have a listen to the jingle. Hello. This is Matt Morgan's Cultural Review. 
where I betray Russell and my roots by reviewing things that deliberately exclude Russell, for whom I have many reasons to be grateful, but actually spend any time I'm not with Russell actively betraying him. It's not really about culture anymore, it's about betrayal. This is Matt Morgan's Betrayal. How have you been betraying me this week, Matt? Well, uh, betrayal is a very strong word. Yes, it is, isn't it? For For a very strong betrayal. What I did was... Betrayed uh, me! Trevor Locke does this thing... Betrayal. ...with uh, Paul Foote. Betrayal. Another comedian above a pub where they do this thing called Star Search. Oh, Star Search is one name for it, but a lot of people are calling it Betrayal. And I said to Trev, you know, to support him, oh, I'll come along this week. Mm. Perhaps I could do my cultural review on it, because it is a cultural event. Okay. And I went along and did it. And that was perceived as betrayal by Russell, because he was at Big Brother and he couldn't go himself. Because I would like to have come along. I thought it would have been nice have loved no, to, you to, to do things there. to include You Russell. were there in spirit, honestly. There was okay, a so what happened at this betrayal event? This well, a massive stab in the face for friendship. <laughs> well, Trevor, in his spare time, seems to be running some sort of idiot box. Above <laughs> the pub. He's got one along. down his pants as well. People come along. There's all sorts of acts there. What sort of acts, mate? A dog that can eat chicken. That's not an act. Someone All dogs can eat chicken. Someone throwing bits of chicken to a dog who I upset because I was one of the judges. He, yeah. he said, oh yeah, come along. You just, you know, just watch it. Then when I got there, he went, oh, you got to sit on the stage bit and uh, be a judge. And I was yeah. a bit nervous about it, but it was all right. You were very good, actually. You were the best judge we've ever had. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Well, well, previously, if you had ju- as judges, then Fred and Rose the West. The dog who ate the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had a, a string of uh, minor celebrities. A string of minor celebrities. Thanks, Trev. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a lovely company you're in. Okay, so so one of the acts was a dog that could eat, eat food. Eat chicken. There was um, uh, a lady who'd written a poem. Right. There was, what else was there? She's a poet, actually. She'd written more than one poem, and she just only read out one. Yeah, but night. poetry, what kind of an art form is it, really? She's I mean, pretty we've got good, Mr. Actually. G in here now. He's got his CDs She's very good, Opera singer woman who sort of opera uh, combined with stand up comedy, she was very good. Incredible and range of won. culture. Yeah. There was what else was there? There was a man, was Kelvin, Kelvin, was Kelvin, a man playing the piano, writing a heartbreaking love song for an ex girlfriend. His family turned up to support him because nice. I thought it was all like comedy acts, yeah. But it's actually people trying their hardest and people trying their hardest and a dog eating some chicken, yeah. And then Trevor in the middle of it all, swirling around in a cape. You aren't wearing a cape, are you, Trevor? No, I'm not. Good. I should hope not. But so today um, you've worn a thong, for Christ's sake. Okay, so how did you find it, Matt? How did it impact okay, you it was, culturally, it was, this betrayal? Culturally, it was, um, you know, it was a, a speck on the cultural landscape. <laughs> a really. speck on the Such <laughs> as you'd expect to be presided over by Trevor Locke. But it was good fun. Yeah. I'd recommend people go there. Where is it Wednesday this week? It's Wednesday this week, yeah. yeah. Go and see Trevor Locke. Mornington Crescent in the in Victoria Crescent. Paul Victoria. Foot is actually there, a very fine comedian. Because yeah. the uh, audience numbers were a bit low, weren't they, Trev? Well, because people are put off by arseholery and are probably driven away from, from the venue. Paul Foot, though, is probably one of the best comedians working in this country today. And Trevor Locke it probably acts as sort of ballast to drag him down <laughs> as much as he does on this show. So, okay, then, right, so, so, was, so that's your yeah, culture very review. good, and people should go there this week. It's, Fine. It's extremely good. Go there. Good, go there. Yeah, why don't you, why don't Russell, the rest of my fan base betray me? Okay, so, like, <laughs> why is that a betrayal? Betrayal? You've explain the whole betrayal thing. Well, it's worth it a betrayal because it's a betrayal because I've nursed you, I've loved you, I've cherished you from the moment when I met you as a, an intern me. at MTV. I 
I looked after this boy from Dartford who had similar roots to me. I thought I can help this lad. He's a few years younger oh, yeah. than me. I'm He's not, obviously got problems. He was raised by caterpillars and a really aggressive ladybird. It's really affected him. I thought I can help him. Then what does he do? He goes off and does his debut stage performance away from me. Now, that's that's what that's I call betrayal. Well, it wasn't a Gee, stage performance. Come, come, come and use this microphone and, uh, and do a poem. Perhaps you can incorporate the idea of betrayal. I think it rhymes very nicely with the word git. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, G, how's it going, mate? It's going very good. I see you're wearing poem... a Richard Pryor t-shirt, very yeah, nice. Yes, Richard Pryor's in the house. Okay. Right. This poem is entitled Jobsworth. We've all done a different variety of jobs, doing our bit for society, always watching the clock. As it ticks and it talks, hoping one day we can stop and have a break from it all to reflect and take stock. Matt stuck soiled wipes in airplane seats during flights after doing the biggest job of his life, claiming the cabin pressure was tight. And while delivering pulse, Russell would swipe all the mail in his sight. Birthday cards, final demands, and advice from Master Sue on how to keep your skin tight. Peace, my skin! <laughs> A message from our controllers. Stealing is wrong. Cheating is wrong. Other crimes are available. <laughs> it's hard to place Trevor's role in this world. A pony boy who plays recorder and kidnaps young girls. Selling advertising to Dorag's secretary. How could anybody refuse it? Who would have thought how far he'd come along, busking in a butterfly thong? <laughs> looking very, very wrong. But it's all four, six music. Where can you get Mr. G CD? Go to your website. MrG.com MrG.com yeah. Check out some of Mr G's brilliant poetry Also if you want to come and see me and Cocky Blocky do say stand up Go to RussellBrand.tv Matt do you want to plug your night mate? Nah <laughs> <laughs> Matt's doing a night I'll I'll call it, it yeah. a night Dogging is what he actually does <laughs> Okay so it's been a great show today Have you enjoyed it everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's people here that have been kidnapped There's people here against their will There's been a culture review There's been a sonic enigma There's been me doing a musical constantly There's been all sorts of stuff going on It's been a right rollicking laugh Matty Morgan have you got anything to say mate Before the show's over and we have to move on now With our little livelihoods No not, not really. Really. Oh, Actually I should play that night that I'm doing on the well, 11th of August in Camden, Bar Monster. It's a rock night. So any Camdenites, punks, rock rockers. Don't try to be exclusive. It's not a Nazi night. Well, but anyone can go, can't they? It's not a mother's meeting. I don't want like. What do you mean it's not a mother's meeting? Well, you can't come. There's not children. Squares turning. What do you want to do? Strangle their children? Kill their children before they come? Is that it? What's going on about things like that? Is that because it's what you just actively suggested? Is you actively promoted that just then? Right. Okay. Right now the show is over. Why don't you go to RussellBrand.tv? Why don't you listen to our podcast? Because the podcast excellent. It's got lots of have added extras. You like listen to the podcast? Good, ain't it? Yes. Oh, what a podcast we've got. So do that. Uh, stay with Six Music because Music Week's coming up with Julian Mark's going to be a fantastic show. Also, uh, hang around for Andrew Collins. We've enjoyed the show. What a laugh we've had, have we? Oh, it's yeah. been Oh, to be young and alive. It's time now for Arcade Fire. They're playing us out. What a show it's been. Boy, love you, boy. This is Six Music. Oh, I'm just coming out of the pod. Oh. Trevor? Trevor? That's like something, something you do that Italian girl's knickers. Oh, stop Don't it. say that. Stop, stop again. Stop it. Stop no it. way! Stop it. No, let's not protect you anymore. That's a good protect outro. Me, I can't protect you, Trevor, from the truth you any longer. No, no way! That's alright, for God's sake. So, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. What a laugh it was. Did you enjoy doing that one, Trev? No, it was a miserable experience from start what? to finish. Why? No, good. you don't know you that. You don't know. You can't I can predict that it was horrible for me. Trevor, it might be horrible for you, because we're now calling off this amnesty that we've had for being kind to Trev we're back to being very wicked to him let's be more wicked to him than ever I think it, I've got to start with the fact you can't wear a short sleeve shirt with a tie yes you can in this day and age he's a mod, beige he's trousers I'm a mod 
Well, you've only just heard that then. <laughs> oh, I'm a new, mod. That was news to you. I'm a mod. I'm, I'm a, a mod. mod. <laughs> we are the mods. I am a mod. <laughs> God bless him. All right, so yeah, that was that podcast. We tried our hardest. I just hope you're satisfied with it. Get us back up them charts, you layabouts. Yeah, we've got the number three. Oh, number three. That means nothing. If number one is a we and number two is a plop, what's number three? Christ. Okay. A bogey? We don't know even worth having. Hang on, let's not talk about that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, really then. Oh, Baudelaire, he was a bit of a misogynist, wasn't he? Rambo used to be a white slave trader. That's good, ain't it? Bye! Did he? Well, yeah. he's a white slave trader. I think he's white and gets a lot of black lads and <laughs> makes them work for nothing. Oh, right. I thought it was taking white people into slavery. Yeah, it is true. Oh, it is true. Right. <laughs> Joking, mate, about slavery. One of the great comedy topics of our age. <laughs> right, uh, that's obviously a joke. And thanks for listening to our podcast. Love you, love you, bye. Don't say love. Don't say love. Catchphrase. People like it. That people don't like it. The only reason people like Swine, it is because they know that most people dinkle, don't like it. Love you. <laughs> Wanna try? Let's <laughs> go now. Thanks for downloading this trial from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk/slash-six-music. BBC Six Music.